it's a new year, y'all. And for me, I've never been one to do resolutions. I do solutions. And for the past almost two years, I've been drinking AG1 every single day. Thanks to my brother, Dr. Andrew Huberman, who turned me on to this incredible product. Every day, every morning, no exceptions. Just one scoop and a glass of water. They also make packs that you can travel with. That's been very, very helpful for me as a active touring person having these packets with me all around the world has been really really helpful so if you're a musician or somebody that is always on the go the travel packs are incredible ag1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins minerals and pre and probiotics it's a very powerful it's very healthy and it's really simple man healthy aging shouldn't feel complicated the thought of taking multiple supplements and all these types of vitamins and stuff and powders it's truly exhausting for me I never been one to take a lot of uh, multivitamins anyway throughout my whole life. I always prided myself in just eating vegetables and eating all the stuff I need naturally, not in a pill form. So this is incredible. It covers my nutrient gaps. It supports my mental and physical health. AG1 is hassle-free, 60 seconds every morning. It's the high-quality ingredients of pre and probiotics, adaptogens and antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. I drink it every single day. Every batch of AG1s goes through rigorous testing processes and their ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. If there's one product I can suggest you guys is to AG1s, man. This has been a life changer for me. So go to ag1.com slash OLLC and you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. With AG1, I know I'm getting essential brain, gut, and immune health support, vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients for the day. And it's helped my mental and physical. So if there's one thing I can uh, recommend to you guys, it's AG1s. It's my nutritional insurance. I pride myself as almost being 54 years old, not going to the doctor all the time. Knock on wood. I've been healthy my whole life and try to strive to be a healthy person, stay young, stay full of energy, and still do the things I love that I did as a kid. That's why I still skateboard, play music, exercise. So start the year off right. AG1. AG1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. If you want to just get Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for the merchandise and other cool items, exclusive items, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. I see your last name, Reichman, right? Reichman, yeah. Okay, good. I never really caught you from your last name. That's true. Karina Reichman. Good. Glad, glad you're (laughs) checking now before you hit record. I always do that. I always, I'm the worst with like fucking, I'm recording right now too. I'm the worst with like last names. My friend Joe, who does the producing and editing, hi Joe, you know I always fuck up people's last names. So, um, anyway, welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today I have a very, very special guest, my friend from Money Making Manhattan, born and raised, New York native, probably not many New York natives on this podcast. Uh, Miss Karina Reichman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Toby. Fucking great to be here. <laughs> this is dude. awesome. This is so sick. It's I'm so, so crazy because, you know, I met you when you used to work with um, Rocks Off doing the shows on the boats and all the different, every show we've done with Jake Snuffleupagus. Love you, Jake, my brother. He put in all of our shows in New York and you would work. You were like his right hand 
lady there, right? That's true. What That's was your true. job title there? It ended up being I was the GM at the end of the day. The you GM know? of Rocks Off? Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, when Jake moved to London for those few years, That's right. he really just threw it to me in, yeah. a, in a big way, you know, and I was like really in over my head. Do we do some shows with just you? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's many, right. Many, yeah. many. I was settling your shows. I actually just, you know, like on your iPhone when you see like, you know, on this day or whatever, mm-hmm. like I just saw like me in the basement of St. Vitus. That's like, right. Counting hundreds of dollars in cash. You did our five nights there maybe? I, I did. Wow. I definitely settled all those with you guys. Damn. But yeah, I mean. Thank I, you. Hey, pff, thank you. Fucking hey. It's crazy Jake moved to England to work at a place called the Brooklyn Bowl. I know. <laughs> the, the irony's not lost on any of us. Is there like a shit. London Bowl in Brooklyn or something? It's just, that was just so random that it's, happened. <laughs> I think there's another one in Vegas or something, too. There's a Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas. There's a Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville. There's one in Philly. It's just a brand, and it's just, uh, it's out here. But yeah, no, I mean, I started started working for Jake when I was 18, literally the summer between high school and college. Wow. And then I literally, he employed me right off rip. You know what I mean? Like, I had a salary. How'd you guys meet? I met because I was in a band that played on the boat. Okay. The summer between high school and college. What was the band called? That band was called Sound of Urchin. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that band was super sick. What and does that mean, Sound of Urchin? That's interesting. It wasn't my band. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. I was like a hired gun in the band for okay. sure. And it was, uh, you know, full of people that were well older than me. It was like a, they were like a late 90s band that was signed to RCA. Oh shit, okay. And uh, I, me and, and uh, you know, my boyfriend at the time, we were like the 18 year olds in the band. That wow. Like came in to like. Take over. Know. Well. Sure, you know, we definitely were, were playing and adding something, you know what I mean? That seems to be the theme, like we just played with Suicide and like the drummer's 21, the bass player's 19. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about, because of course I came and saw you guys yeah. in New York City, which was the best. That and was, was really fun. It was fun to see Max and, uh, you yeah. know, and the bass player of Suicidal being Rob Trujillo's kid and it's all cool. that, like mm-hmm. amongst all you seasoned vets. That's, yeah, you need some cool. youngsters in there like to, um, I don't know, I feel like a different band and feel reborn with having Max. Not because of my son, also because he's a great player, but just that young energy, you know? It's a beautiful thing. I am all about it. I think so you've always kind of played up until most recently doing your solo stuff, playing with older Fish too as well, right? <laughs> well, there, there's, yeah. There's it's just a, a sound check at Madison Square Garden or was it actually a show? Well, that that sort of was like the thing. That was 2018. I got invited to sound check with the band Fish at Madison Square Garden. Why just a sound check? Well, I mean, nobody's ever done that for the okay. record. Like, so in the Fish world, like that's considered like some crazy ass deal. shit. Oh my God. People like literally come to my shows because they know me from that, that's which I know sick. sounds like a crazy cult thing, which it is like Fish is some, a crazy ass world. But no, the, you know, Trey, the guitarist and singer of Fish like produced my record and plays on five of the nine tunes and blah, blah, wow. blah. So that's How old a is whole, that guy? That guy is pushing 60. You know, he's maybe 58, I think. That's um, crazy. But he's been a mentor forever. And okay. yeah, I mean, I definitely, I played in a million bands in high school with yeah. kids my own age too, you know yeah, for what sure. I mean? Uh, but I've, I've been lucky, more than lucky to have these incredible mentors in these, in these bands that are well older than me, you know, and yeah. Dave Drywitz from the band Ween. I'm wearing a Ween t-shirt right now. He's the bass player of Ween. He was my main mentor like my main musical mentor who let you know basically led the way to me joining this guy marco benevento's band. yes yeah and that was my main is was you know mm-hmm. it, it, and who is he he is a gifted keyboard player who you know where's he from he's from new jersey but he lives in okay. uh, woodstock new york now okay and he's you know he's an incredible artist he's mm-hmm. you know when i got that gig when i turned 22 that was like 
oh shit, Karina, like you're a bass player now. Like, yo, this is big. And it was Dave from Ween who put me up to that, you know? That's cool. So I had big shoes to fill. Shit was crazy. Shit still is. And I'm, you know, that's people, nobody, <laughs> nobody would know about me if it wasn't for that Marco gig. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that brought a huge light to, to, I mean, I was playing in five bands going nowhere before that. You know what I mean? And yeah. working for Jake. And like, I really thought the direction of my life was going to be working in the music business. Okay. Even though I was a player all that time. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, again, I, <laughs> I graduated from high school. I get this job. Right. And I, again, I had a salary all throughout NYU. Like I was working for Jake, like really, truly. So yeah. I was just like, okay, like here's a clear path forward. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to like, I was never going to stop playing music, but there wasn't a necessarily like a clear path forward for me in that, even though yeah. I was playing all the time, playing lots of bands, but lots of bands that were just, you know, local and yeah. whatever and all, you know, which were fucking awesome. And I, you know, that's where you get good at the instrument totally. and like learn how to play with what people. What were you studying at NYU? I went to the School of Individualized Study, Toby. It's okay. called Gallatin. Okay. <laughs> and at Gallatin, <laughs> you get to construct your own major. Wow. And that they let you, you know, in that they let you just take classes at all the different NYU schools and what, you know, suit yourself basically. Okay. And mine was called Invention and Distribution in Contemporary Music. Wow. Oh, baby. <laughs> so creating music and then distributing. Exactly. So it was wow. literally the two sides of my life, the business side that I was yeah. involved in and the intangible creative side. Wow. You know, and I did I took classes on both ends and I did the same shit in real life. You That's know, cool. I was, yeah. How long are you in school for? How long did you go? For? The whole time. Damn. I graduated on time with honors all while touring it's amazing. and holding down a job, you know, and all that shit. So wow. it's crazy. It's How, crazy. So before music, like what were you into before you started playing music? <laughs> like how were you as a kid? I, that's a great question. I, I mean, everything definitely changed in eighth grade when okay. I picked up a guitar. Yeah. Like that was a whole thing. And I was definitely like into music in those earlier middle school years, like sixth grade, seventh grade, yeah. fifth grade. I was into music, but like, you know, I'm from Manhattan, right? We have a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs, you know? Okay. And at the bar and bat mitzvahs, like I would be the last person on the dance floor. You know what I mean? Okay. I would know every word to every hip hop song. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would grab the mic from the person and just like, you know, awesome. I was way into dancing, way into music, like, you know, but hip hop it, dancing or all kinds. I mean, I, I was definitely doing the worm okay. on hardwood floors <laughs> at any occasion, you know, Sick. it was out of control. <laughs> Were you always like, uh, so I was in all that like yeah. outgoing outgoing person very and yeah. like very into you know i guess premium i i was sort of you know almost <laughs> i don't want to compare myself to max but you know what i mean i was into anything with wheels on it i loved you skated sports. too oh yeah fuck yeah That's like i sick. was super tomboy always with a pack of dudes you know what i mean like skating biking playing ball like playing anything. sports in school too played a lot of sports but not again like the sort of story of my life i never did anything like the orthodox way or like mm -hmm. the regular way you're supposed to do it so i was never on a team i was never like you know doing anything properly but like in school just like at recess i was playing soccer like a maniac and then it's cool basketball well, all that shit you know yeah. so if you look at pictures of me when i'm like in third grade i'm definitely like you know look like a little blonde surfer dude 
<laughs> it's like absurd. I really, and I'm just like, you know, in my pack of, of, of boys just like doing tomboy shit, you know? Wow. Big time. And Big you were time. a good student too, obviously. I was a good student. I was definitely like a class clown in a lot of, in a lot of ways. I, you know, anytime you can make a joke out of something, I was yeah. definitely making a joke out of something. So that was big. But I always, yeah, I feel like, you know, being an only child, like you sort of learn, or at least I learned, you know, to like, or what they say about only children, you like peer with adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like I learned very early on Max too. how to communicate with adults. Same with Max. Yeah, right? Sure. So yeah. like, even if I was like sort of a class clown for all of my life, I was <laughs> also very able to just like talk my way out of a paper bag you know what i mean yeah. and i could just be like yo like <laughs> i'm gonna convince you that i'm wildly intelligent and like crush this paper and be good to go but yeah. also i'm gonna be the funniest person in this class but still get good grades yeah oh fuck yeah yeah absolutely and were your parents strict because they, they were uh, professors from columbia yeah they're not they're definitely not strict at all they strict about your grades nothing like that no i mean you know, I think we all wanted me to get good grit. You yeah. know what I mean? I definitely wasn't a fuck up in mm. any in any way. You know, when I took that shit, I I, I it's not that I took it seriously because I didn't take it seriously the way like good students take their work seriously. Yeah. But like you know, most things came pretty easy to me academically. Not math. My math was fucked. Yeah, up. math is horrible. For I me got too. a perfect SAT score in English. And a horrible one in math. Mm. And like, thank God NYU let me in with that. You know what I yeah. mean? But uh, no, my parents were very, they're the best. They're super, like, yes, you know, they've taught at Columbia for like 40 years, right? But they have a very, you know, kind of artistic mindset That's about cool. shit, if that makes sense. And, and they're like, still together? Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Totally. How many years together? Whew. My God, married in 83. So what's wow. that, 40 years? And then they waited a decade till they had me. That's pretty so awesome. I came out in 93. <laughs> yeah, so they were probably traveling or living or doing things. And yeah. They just, you know, like they, they wanted to set shit up such that. It's nice, man. I could be, you know, they've given me everything. Sounds amazing, actually. I, I don't know anybody that really. I know I know Vinny Stigma in some of his childhood. He's from New York, Manhattan, still lives there. But not someone like born and raised and like still living there like you and like. Did you walk to school? What was it like going to school in Manhattan? Yeah. Like, take I the went, train? That's a great question. I went to school uh, t like 20 blocks south of okay. where I lived. And, you know, I, I would take the like the city bus home a lot of the time with my friends up Riverside Drive. but <laughs> Riverside, yeah. But there was definitely like, you know, many years there. Like my main memory is like taking a car service every morning. Okay. <laughs> that would cost $6. I bet. Which, you know. Yeah. That's not bad at all. And like I would like sleep to the I was always a night owl, right? Like fucking my parents never like there was never like a bedtime. There that's that's what I'm saying. Like my parents are cool as shit. Like there was But they no, trusted you to be responsible. And I was. Yeah. That's the thing. And even when I was doing all this crazy, you know, I, there was a moment there where I was seeing live music six nights a week, you know, wow. in high school, coming home late as fuck. But again, completely honest communicative not doing anything shady yeah i never drank i never like did any drugs i was completely really never you know like and like you know all through high school all through high school nothing zero you know and was always just super i don't know my parents are cool as shit so like why wouldn't i be cool with them and return you know what i mean yeah super two-way street type shit so it is because i feel like if you have to lie to your parents then there's that weird communication, that trusting. Like for Max, we talk about everything. So if he says, I'm going to a party, people are drinking, I'm hanging out. Okay, I know you're there. I know you're at. I know you're safe. 
you have to start lying to things about to your parents. It just makes things, I don't know, the communication is so important. It sounds like you had that too. Big time. You could tell them anything or talk about anything to them. Anything. Oh, yeah. and still do. Still, you know, and they're so just, you know, they're smart. That's the thing. Like, they're mm-hmm. fucking smart. Like, I, I appreciate their input on shit. You know what they I mean? They actually listen to it. Oh, my God. Like, because they don't, you know, a lot. I, I have plenty of par- I have friends with parents who I would be like, I wouldn't listen to a fucking word that you say because yeah. you're whack. Yeah. <laughs> but my parents aren't whack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what did they want you to do besides music? Was there any goals? Nothing like that? That's the thing. Like, they're, that's that it's another. Whatever you, wherever you want to be creative. Big time. Or just be like, you know, they, they would say if they were sitting here right now, they would be like, we, you know, we would never come up with something that we wanted you to do. We want you to be you, yeah. you know, and that's the vibe. That's the bottom line. Like, you know, which I know I'm so lucky to sit here and say, cause I know so many people yeah. that don't have that for a second. You feel no pressure. Like I want to be a professor or do something they would do in education. Zero. Yeah, zero. zero. Yeah. Well, there was just, and also I'm so unequivocally myself, you know yeah. what I mean? There was just not talk about something I don't want to do is be a professor you know yeah, what I, mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I come from a long line of professors man yeah well they yeah. play music in the house too a little bit a yeah. little bit my dad you know my dad's a philosopher and okay. like writes books and gives lectures and flies around the world doing all this crazy so heady cool. shit oh it's cool as shit it's amazing like so it's still doing it still doing it and he's not young you know my guy's 77 like wow. but he's out here definitely you know right doing it's incredible. It's really incredible. 77, wow. I know. And my mom's about to be 73, which is crazy. So, they, they, And they're still like walking around Manhattan. Like, they literally, they walk five miles a day in Riverside Park. They are like, they walk to school, meaning Columbia, every, cool. every day, which is so sick. They're in amazing shape. The picture of health. Never had any health problems. Knock on wood, you know. Yeah, that's what I miss about living in the city is walking everywhere. I do miss that. Sure. Driving's I mean, the worst. I feel like that's why I could never live here because I know you don't have a car now, right? But you like, have a license. No, I don't have a license. No license. I, I, I had to get mine at 33. My wife's like, if you don't get a license, you're not going to be able to drive me to the, the birth of your child or be in the room. So she made me step it up and I drove her to the hospital, white knuckling like an old lady. Yo. And Max was born in the hospital. But I did that because I had to step it up as an adult. That's amazing. But you really have to grow up living in Manhattan as far as like responsibilities wise. Is that You can pay your rent, pay your bills, but like... Owning a car and shit like that. It's like there's no. My parents never had a car. You know what I mean? Wow. There's no car. There's no Damn. like you know. And I did. I tried when I turned eighteen. I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, like driving. Right. That's cool. Upstate, you know. Whatever, yeah. Sure. I don't know. So like, but like in New York, you like get when your parents don't have a car for you to practice on, which we didn't. You know, like yeah. you like call like a driving school. And then some dude like comes to your apartment building is like, I remember this dude, he was so fucking funny. His name was Alberto. He's like, hey, get in, rock star. All right. Make your next available left. And I'm like, yeah, all right. This guy's great. But anyway, like that happens like twice a week for an hour. Yeah. And then like three months later, you take a driving test. Of course, you don't know how to fucking drive. No, man. How does that? You can't learn you how to drive. First no, time? of course not. Same. I never passed. Me, I never passed either, man. It was a long time. I did it twice. And then the second time I was like, you know what? There's a reason I'm not passing. It's because I don't know how to operate a motor vehicle. Were your parents born in Manhattan too? No, no. Where are they from? Uh, my Well, my dad's a simpler case. So I'll start my dad. My dad's from Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. So that's chill, it's right? Nice. My mom is from Belgium. 
and then moved to Toronto when she was 14. And okay. then came to New York when she was, ooh, like 27. With wow. the same job that she's had ever since. Wow. Which is wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what brought it to New York, the same job. Yeah. That Yeah. She was just desperate to move to New York and was wow. like, it's a whole, it's a crazy ass And this is the first marriage you ever both them together? First marriage. Wow. First man. marriage, only child. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's me. I know. It's honestly a, a model of something, man. I don't know. You think you would be married someday? Sure. But I don't, I, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for six years. We're madly in love. We live together. It's Perfect. beautiful. But like, I really, I never grew up like, I know lots of, especially girls, right? Like they dream of their wedding day or yeah. some shit. Never Fairy a thing shit. for me. Never a thing I even thought about. Okay. And not a thing that I care about. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I think, you know, I care about partnership. I care about having a person mm-hmm. who's my person yeah. and vice versa. But totally. I don't, the label of it never has done anything for me. Okay. So yeah. like it would be fun to have a party. And yeah. it would be fun. I know like in the eyes of other people. You know what I mean? When you say, oh, this is my husband, as opposed to like, this is my boyfriend, they would yeah. be like, oh, okay, like you're for real. And I would be like, yeah, okay. It's like, piece of paper too, you know, yeah. Totally. What about kids? You know? Too young to think about that. I, right? I, feel, I feel a little young to think about it, but I mean, certainly no time soon for me. But yeah, like, I think I, 20s, man. I probably wouldn't want to die without giving that a shot nice you know what i mean one though one one it one's just like you yeah just yeah, like yeah. me just like you yeah. i think one is great because also you know my desire to live in manhattan till i die is maybe stronger than my desire to have a more than one child do you yeah. know what i'm saying so like <laughs> you'd be in manhattan till death pretty i much. would like to be that's why that i know very You've you know travel I mean? the world too there's nothing else you like nothing else that does it for me like that man i don't know it's just my heartbeat it's like my i don't know and i talk about liking to walk everywhere I like to walk everywhere, yeah. you know, and like yeah. just the subway system. I just like cruise up, cruise down, do this, do this, cross the park, whatever. Like there's something about it. That's I know. Just, and the speaking of that yeah. in my notes is that watching your videos, um, <laughs> City Kids, um, that one especially maybe, it, may, it you make me miss New York. Aww. I wrote that in my notes. It's like you just going through the streets of New York and doing all this hustle bustle and stuff and like. Those videos, like wow, they, they made me feel like I don't know. It was it was really it was really nice to watch those ones. That's so sweet. Thank and, you. And I like how it was like, um, um, never never went camping, can't pitch a tent. I love that. <laughs> I love that shit. It, I love that in City Kids. And I did deep dive like on your music, obviously before the Marco thing. Just like Dirty South, no occasion. There's like a lot of you have a lot of videos, and I was watching them. I was like, it's crazy because until until Joyride and the stuff you're promoting now, obviously I knew you played music with different bands, but like. Just your voice and just everything where you're at now, it's it's awesome. And then the, to go back and like deep dive you, you know. Thank you so much. No, it's it's cool though. I'm stoked on it. I'm so stoked. Because I stole you from Rocks Off, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, it's just crazy. And I started seeing doing things with bands, and then really playing with different bands, and like, it's fucking cool, man. It's been wild, man. It's, it's pretty been wild. Crazy ride. And then like you girl. like on the you like on the news and shit, like ABC yeah. News, and then on the news again. Yeah. You know, like local New York news. Yeah, baby. that's just cool. Like, it's cool. Is there still New York one? There is definitely New York. Damn, one. Damn, I love New York one. I miss that so much. Oh, it George goes, Whipple. Oh, those eyebrows. eyebrows. Oh, is that still around? Oh yeah, no. Whipple is at it, hundred percent. I do miss like the twenty four seven New York news thing. That I really miss that too. That was like. It's really awesome. P- it's pretty sick. Like I've fallen asleep to that music, like on New York One, on in the background. You know, yeah. just the TV on. So um, <laughs> so yeah, the ABC News thing I saw, and then 
the Dirty South thing and then uh, the All You Wanted video. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's um, a lot of New York right there. That's a lot of New York. And you started sure. you performing in eighth grade or something? I definitely, my first punk band, which is my first band, it's called False Arrest. Hard. Eighth grade. I named it. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> that was your first punk band? Yeah, well, that was my first band at all, and it was a punk band for sure. And that was like, cool. you know, we got my, my uncle got me my first electric guitar for okay. my 13th birthday. And okay. then, you know, the famous story is like, we're at Guitar Center, my parents and whatever, and they're trying to sell us a gig bag. Okay. And my mom's just like, gig bag? What, are you going to take it out of the house? Wow. And I was just like, I mean, I hope to. She's like, oh, okay, fuck. I right, fine. We'll get the gig bag. Cool. Sounds good. You know, and then two weeks later, I'm in this band that's like rehearsing like near 42nd Street, like fucking at least three days a week. Wow. Like I'm going down with my gig bag every fucking chance so I get. Cute. Gigging everywhere, swindling promoters big time, like literally just like you know we're all like 13 and yeah. saying like oh yeah we could draw 100 people on wednesday night at 10 p.m of course we can and they're like cool cool you know it's like of course we can't what the fuck who would believe that but you know that's what we did to get kids that's incredible and then we played for our parents and shit you know like you did yeah totally what were you listening to around that age well that was that was you know to inspire you to start playing uh, so much shit i mean you know the thing that got like my buddy put a guitar in my hands and taught me seven nation army by the white stripes okay as the first riff i ever learned Sick. and now i was just like i just i was like wait i can do this i can play guitar like mm. you just put your fingers in the frets and then this just <laughs> happens like i was blown away yeah you know? and that was like after that blinders on for the rest of the world Damn. you know but that, I mean, that band was super, like, we loved, you know, Fugazi and Minor Threat cool. and Bad Brains. And, but we also, like, we loved classic rock for sure. Like, we okay. were definitely listening to, like, you know, Aerosmith and The Stones and a lot of, like, thick 70s riff rock, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh. Were you too young Zeppelin. to go to shows? Were you sneaking into shows, too? Like I was definitely going to all ages shows, yeah, all which, ages of shows, which there yeah. were plenty in New York, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was seeing, I also, yeah, I loved, you know, a lot of, like, indie rock was kind of big at the time, you know, so I loved, like, Block Party and, yeah. you know, uh, Franz Ferdinand and bands Franz like Ferdinand. that. You know, I was into, like, a lot of guitar indie rock that was popping yeah. off around, like, this is, like, 2007, eight Crazy, right man. so that was definitely that i love the black keys back then they were kind of popping off then and what about like your first up. show you went to <sighs> well i'll tell you yeah it was my boy benny tuckman's 12th birthday party was <laughs> <laughs> going to the garden to see fallout boy plain wow. white tees cute is what we aim for i remember that and gym class heroes that was my first that's a travi that's crazy i believe that was my first like actual that's a pretty sick one concert not bad right not bad Madison square garden wow so that was that was big but then after that like very shortly after that i was just like okay here we go like this is not a drill like i'm addicted to live music yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and i was like I remember seeing Van Halen at the Garden a few months later because I was, you know, when you get into playing guitar and you're a nerd like me, like I'm just like, oh shit, and then somebody shows you Eddie Van Halen, yeah. you're like, oh okay, like yeah, I I get it, you know what I mean? I was into virtuosic shit as much as I was into like you know meat and potatoes shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that was I remember seeing Van Halen that year. I was in, you know, this band Chromio. I heard the name, yeah. There's super fun, like, electro-funk music that I... I actually just saw them two weeks ago, too, and they're oh, still cool. doing it. I was way into Chromio. Saw a bunch of Chromio in 2007, <laughs> 2008. So they're still around. 
Big time and wow. killing it and okay. super killing it. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of it's shit. All kinds like a diverse all kinds of, of music. Yeah. And then very quickly after that, Metallica and okay. Slayer and Megadeth and Testament and Anthrax, like big, Priest, all that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, big thrash metal moment for your girl okay. for sure. Okay. But diverse as fuck, you know. But I also into hip hop too and everything else. Big time, especially growing up in Manhattan. I mean, it's like the mecca. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, literally, like I remember. You know, there was like a September 11th benefit show in 2009, right? So like just a year later, and that was Jay-Z, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, like everybody on the, like, and I was definitely all up at that. That's sick. (laughs) Loving hip hop, loving metal, loving punk rock, and then, and then jam bands found me. So a jam band for the listeners, is that like a fish? (laughs) That's a fish. Okay. That's a fish. Honestly. And they're the the biggest, they're like the mecca, they're like. In terms of right now. Yes, you know, there's also... Jam- they have songs, but they're jamming for hours. So, <laughs> I'm Break so, it down for listeners. Let me tell you, Toby, I'm so refreshed to be on your podcast right now where you don't know about fish because okay. most people... They have me on their podcast and they're like, so tell us everything you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the listeners I, might know, of course. No, this, this is good. This is a. Am- I know fish bone. Dude, I know fish bone too. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. But fish, I never, it's like the Grateful Dad, the whole world is not really my world. I respect it. I get it. I uh, understand sure. the cult followings of it. and Yeah, I mean, it, it, it found me in a very, you know, kind of serendipitous and again, an unorthodox way and whatever, where I went to school, like to middle school with Trey Anastasio. He's the guitar player of Fish. His, okay. his kids, his two daughters. Got you. So I knew them. And those were You knew years, about it back then, okay. Well, I went to school with them, but that, those years were when Fish was disbanded. They were okay. um, they were disbanded between like two, uh, I'm going to get it wrong, 2004 to 2009. Okay. I think that's actually very correct. Okay. But those years, they were disbanded, whatever, and then they came back and came back like so strong, popped off. You know, it's not like their business ever waned, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, you know, this this band, you know, can play 13 nights at Madison Square Garden and not do a single repeat of a song. Wow. That's what we're talking about, you know? That is crazy. So when they came back in 2009, the family was like, hey, Karina, you want to come see my dad play a concert at Jones Beach, like the wow. big amphitheater. And I was like, oh yeah, your dad is in a band. I think I knew that. Yeah, sure, totally. I didn't know shit about the music. I checked it out on iTunes. I didn't particularly like it, you know? And wow. then I went and was just like, I was like, this atmosphere is fucking crazy. Is it like um, it's hippie vibe? Is it Yes, like- it's hippie vibes. People are dancing their like Woodstock asses vibes? off. Woodstock vibes, but like, you know, younger. Because there's like, you know, the it's... I mean, there's plenty of people, obviously, in their in their 40s and 50s, but there's also plenty new of new generation. Yeah, new gen is really catching on to this okay. shit. So you see all ages of people okay. just spinning, throwing glow sticks, wearing tie dye, going fucking nuts for this music. Okay. And I was like, whoa! And then that show, my first fish show, in 2009. I'm like, you know, I'm 14 or 15, and uh, and Trey's wife, you know, says to all the kids, she's like, all right, guys. When they hit their last note of the encore, you run, don't walk to the tour bus. And I was like, what? That's the sickest shit I ever heard in my entire life. Because <laughs> I didn't, we didn't go to the show on the tour bus, but we definitely left it on the tour That's... bus. And it dropped me off in front of my parents' building. In Manhattan? Yeah. Wow. Because the, the Anastasios live, you know, like 10 blocks from where I grew up, you know? So Holy they dropped me off. Sh- my doorman was just like, Karina, is this how you're balling these days? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> But it was like one of the greatest experiences of my life. You know what wow. I mean? And I just never forgot that. And then a week later, they took me to Bonnaroo with them. And literally, 
Yeah, and I'm in the practice room watching Fish rehearse with Bruce Springsteen. Holy and I'm just shit. like, what? how old are you then? 14 or 15. That's crazy. Exposed man. to the craziest shit ever. And did, you, did you realize how insane that was yes, at that moment? Okay. Yes. You, you Big time. Anyway, and yeah. then, but that's where I caught on to the music. That's where the music got me. So for the listeners who don't know, you know, as a, as a, a, a kid who grew up loving, you know, straight ahead rock and roll, yeah. punk rock, metal, you know, totally. all this different shit. This was not my world at all. Right. But it's a fucking complete cult. In the best way, okay. I would argue, in the sense that this band has like over 500 original compositions. Okay. So yeah. that's so many fucking songs. It's insane. They're prolific beyond prolific. And yeah, the whole thing is like they never play the same show twice. And people go and go and go. It's like it's like you, you rack up shows like somebody would rack up packs of Pokemon cards. Wow. Hoping that you're going to get this one song that you really want to hear kind of vibe you know what i mean that's crazy it's out of control what they've built and their legacy is only getting stronger and it's fucking 40 years in i was gonna ask 40 years 40 years of fish this year which is really fucking crazy and i fell in love with the music man i just did i just did and there's something so intangible about it where and if you don't know and you're on the outside looking in this all looks ridiculous and whatever but then like i don't know i ensconced myself in it i obviously was like i was I had access to it, you know what I mean? And like, whatever. And uh, there's something about it. Yeah, the band will play a song and then they'll jam, meaning they'll improvise. Okay. And so the the jam will be like, you know, it's sort of like jazz meets rock and roll, you know, and whatever. And things can sort of take, you know, sometimes they jam for 20 minutes. Sometimes they jam for 30 minutes. Like sometimes they jam for six minutes, you know? And, but, you know, the fans love the jams, right? And the arc that a jam can take where it starts down here and then they slowly escalate it up. It up. Yeah. And then by the end they're fucking raging and everybody is freaking out and the lights Jesus. are going insane. It's a crazy thing to behold. It's a cultural phenomenon that I'm proud to be in on. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause it really did something for me at, you know, back then and it still does. You still, know? still connect to it. Yeah. Oh, in such a huge way, you know, and there's something about, the audience and the performers being in on the same thing yeah. in the sense of like All in tune with everybody's each other. taking yeah. risks there you know people on stage they don't know where a jam's going to go they don't know yeah. if it's going to fall flat or be whack yeah and it is so much of the time but when it isn't mm-hmm. and it's dope people are freaking the fuck out Damn. and it's like it allows for things to reach these crazy fucking heights Gotcha. You know, musically, it's crazy. It's really a wild thing. How many times have you seen them? A lot? 140. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Since 2009. And you never gets never gets boring. It's a different set. Yeah. Different set every time. That's so many different songs. Incredible compositions, like Zappa-esque at times. But the fucked up thing about this band, Toby, is like, you know, you could hear one fish song and be like, ah, it's super whack, right? Which would be super fair right but they have they like are genre fluid yeah in the way that i think i am you know what i mean yeah. where like sometimes you'll hear a tune you'll be like this is like fucking bluegrass mm-hmm. and then you'll hear another tune and you'll be like oh this is like the talking heads and then you hear another tune and you'll be like this is like fucking metal so it's all different it's they Dang. they don't give a fuck okay it's crazy how it and, and they're so punk rock in their ethos in that regard yeah i'm sure they just fucking you know people try to put them in the box and they're like hell no you wow. know and they they take every opportunity to subvert 
what you think they're going to do. You know what I mean? Never pandering. Never pandering. They just fucking go. They march to the beat of their own drum. And they're not like a big radio play band. Never. Never. They never had a hit. Videos. But they can sell out 13 nights at the Garden. That's fucking amazing. It's what they've built. They're like the biggest indie rock band of all time. Okay. In the sense. And and by the way. Bigger than the Dead? The Dead still plays though, right? Well, the Dead, quote unquote. Is there beef? Are they friends? (laughs) They're friends. They're definitely friends. But like, you know, the remaining members of the Grateful Dead, they call themselves Dead and Company. I don't know if you know about this. They just, uh, they played their last show. Ever. Theoretically. Ever. As Dead and Company. Did you go? I did not go. They were in San Francisco. That was never, I mean, you know, I I, I appreciated Dead and Co. for what it was. That was one, the one with John Mayer in it. Okay, yeah, Do yeah. Do you yeah. see this at all? I did see that. It became pretty mainstream in a lot of ways. In the sen- and the same shit, like as Fish, in the sense of yeah. like these guys, they're playing stadiums. They're playing, you know, fucking city field and they're like Folsom field all this shit like they were they were you know it was between them and fish for the biggest band that does this sort of thing got you and the grateful dead probably was bigger than fish you know in their heyday and of course big enough that the fucking 80 year old remaining members can literally still still fill stadiums you know like it's ridiculous and damn man it's just a crazy thing man but the merch kills too the merch oh it's out of control always dude the merch kills and they also they talk about being fucking business savvy so here's the thing about fish right Mm -hmm. you go on spotify fish Barely has like half a million monthly listeners, right? It's like not even a thing. It's okay. not even, I mean, look, that's a lot more than I have, but like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's when you're looking at bands that fill stadiums, Yeah, that's not much, right? But they created something called the Live Fish app. And then, okay. so every fish concert is recorded and mixed and mastered. And fucking right after the concert, it's put online and people, buy the shit out of it well you can subscribe to the fucking thing it's like so smart they make like hand over fist dollar dollar bills doing this shit probably print their own merch have their own merch stuff it's gotta be out of control you know it's like insane clown posse but a different but a different genre and a different like I don't know subculture and a different world where like they're pretty DIY too totally obviously I talked to Jake about them like making their own merch doing all their stuff like Totally just smart, yeah. But it's just a different world because, yeah, it's interesting. It's man. so be, yeah, it's bizarre. I got to check it out someday. I think I'll take you. I'll I take love you. To, yeah, we'll have a blast. Are You'll, people all like tripping on acid and like all? There's a lot of people tripping on acid, no doubt. But there's also, you know, that's the fucking crazy thing for you know. There's plenty of people who are not tripping for on sure, acid. For sure, for sure, for sure. But yes, there are plenty of spun out people, you know. But there's like it's all the lawyers. There's like yeah, it's definitely all peace and love. But there's also like the doctors, the lawyers, the business executives who like got a suite for their whole company, and they're like, oh yeah, fish is my favorite. Band. Wow. <laughs> like there's a lot of like white collar fish people, which is very bizarre. Mixed that in with these very down and out hippie types, which again, you never really for every like <laughs> for every like twenty two year old girl in tie dye who's just like, you know, I'm selling grilled cheese to get home. She's also like driving home to like Rowayton, Connecticut in her yeah. daddy's Porsche. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's very interesting. Same thing with squatter punks and shit like that. That's like not right? real. Yeah. There's plenty of that. Damn, Where that's, you, you're like that's so crazy. You're like, man. are you down and out or are you like bawling? I I'm con- I'm confused, you know. So there's definitely there's like weekend warrior squatters and shit like that. People just trying to slum it and don't really have it. Sure, it's wild shit, man. It's a Did, crazy subculture. And you and you grew up pretty get a good life living in Manhattan and beyond. Yeah, I mean, I know you know. But you still work hard. I love that. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I wasn't. You know, we're not. We're not like balling. Yeah. By any means, you know, my parents are professors, not business executives. You totally. Know what I mean? So I and I, but I did. I went to private school and and you know definitely went to school with a lot of people who were more, you know. <laughs> How was private school? Private school is great, man. I mean, again, like <laughs> I, I did. It, all, it was all. I'm telling you, like the that's. So you love your whole life growing up in Manhattan. Incredible. I wouldn't, you know, like I can't even imagine. You seem like a person's like drama free, all kind. Of, like you just live your life and. It was great. It was really great. I, I definitely like, you know, the kids like in high school and shit. I went to the same Some school. Some boys and shit. Well, you know, like when, yeah, no, I went to the same school my entire life from age three till I graduated. Holy crap. Like I'm telling you. With I, the same, some of the same kids too? Yeah. They call them lifers. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? So like. Holy shit. And my grade was 43 kids. So it's like small. That's you know? crazy. What was the school called? It's called Calhoun. Okay. On the Upper West Side. Wow. Very progressive, liberal as fuck, like cool. Like, you know, again, if I were to ever procreate, I would hope my kid would be able to go there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the crazy, like, you know, my parents just gate, like. You guys growing vegetables there and stuff? <laughs> at Calhoun, yeah, on the on the, on the the roof, for wow. sure. They had a rooftop Farming garden. Shit, that's cool. Yeah, they also had this dude, Chef Bobo. Shout out Chef Bobo, who is like from the French Culinary Institute, I swear to God. Jeez. And like the lunch program at my school was Sick. literally, there was like a, a different film crew in the lunchroom every fucking week trying to, you know, document that they were like, you know, the cutting edge of like serving kids good food. You like know? the urban gardening stuff on the roofs of Manhattan, all that all shit. All of it. Damn. And like my school was like at the forefront of that shit, which is pretty funny. But of course, every time there was a camera crew in the, in the cafeteria and they wanted to like interview a kid, I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. Yeah, get over here. You oh, do- I was like, let me tell you about the carrots. They're so free range, baby. Oh, yeah, it's great. Are we talking shit? No, I was like, they're just fucking, so- I just wanted to be interviewed. <laughs> I was like, let's go. I got you. That is fucking funny. It was really funny. Max yeah. went to Larchmont Charter and they had like, we had to give hours so we had to serve lunches. Me and Moon, they were calling me Tattoo Man. We donated our time <laughs> to serve the lunch to the kids and it was compost and making their own vegetables. And Max was the only uh, vegetarian in his whole school. Get out. But the chef, this is some Hollywood shit. The chef was Toby McGuire's personal chef and he's vegan. <laughs> so she would give Max custom food every day. Get out. You see, but, that's but was, amazing. But we drove him to school every day. It was kind of like this like, kind of sheltered bubble. It's a lottery to get into the school. And my wife's like, if you don't get him to a school in LA, we're moving to Chicago. I'm like, fuck, I ain't going to Chicago. So like, I was really on it about just staying on the people. And I remember being like on tour in like Zurich or something, getting emailed that Max got into school. I started crying. Like, Aww. it's a big deal to get into like this school. That's amazing. But when it was time to go to high school, Max is like, I'm done with this fantasy. I want to go to school where there's bullies and lockers. Word. Work. So then he auditioned and he got into Hamilton High where the interrupters went. The whole, all three brothers from interrupters went there and Nipsey Hussle. Amazing. It's like a music program. Oh, fuck yeah. And he got bullied. There was no lockers, but like <laughs> he got like the public school thing. Sure. Even though, even though Larchmont wasn't private, it was very kind of like insular. In a bubble. Yeah. yeah. No, my shit was definitely in a bubble too, man. There's definitely that. There's definitely yeah. that. And that's like not necessarily the, the dopest thing. But like, you seem like you're a good kid though. I was a pretty good fucking kid. I was but a troublemaker, like, weren't like wilding out partying. I definitely wasn't wilding out partying. I was definitely I was doing my own thing in mm-hmm. a big way. And like all my friends were music people, you know, which also, you know, we're, we were again like class clown for sure. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Talking, but like, not assholes. I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. We definitely the <laughs> the worst thing we ever did. I'll, I'll put that. We definitely we put a hundred crickets in this kid's house. 
that was fucked up. In his house. Yeah, we straight you up. You mean Manhattan apartment? Manhattan apartment. Okay. On the 30th floor. Yeah, totally. And I was sort of- Did he of, deserve it? Ah. Do you feel bad about it now? Yeah, a little bit. But also- Have you seen him since? Yeah. It's also funny as fuck. We also <laughs> lied about it. That was the fucked up and thing. Blame so, it on somebody else. Well, or? no, that was the thing. So, like, you, like you say, right? Okay, well, first of all, where do you get these crickets from? From the pet, pet store. Petco. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. My friend Bobby had like a iguana or some shit that he used to feed fucking crickets to. What? So he was just like, dude. I Whose got, idea was it? Not mine, but I was technically the person who executed it. So that's kind of fucked up. Wow. But that's the thing. So it's like my boyfriend Josh, who was like, you know, music guy guitar shredder virtuoso guy and then my boy bobby who's the one in my punk band you know okay. the guy who taught me how to play guitar me and josh and bobby and then it was poor julian i felt so bad man well now i feel bad i i did feel like you know there was remorse there there was definite remorse there but like i was like a good you're right i was a, i was a good enough kid such that when fucking julian, so this is fucked up we do all this i literally like you know they go out on like a balcony and distract julian i take the crickets i go into so you're hanging out with him he knows you're there and he just like oh 100 percent. like he that's the thing he was our friend like you know he his parents had to clean it up too, he, so. well his parents literally so like you know i drop him in like his shoes in his closet you know what i mean which is mad fucked up and oh, then they're chirping my. and shit it's terrible <laughs> how many were there a hundred yeah it was bad but then like that night talk about so I, we go to see nine inch nails that Sick. night at terminal five where you just played yeah which is the coolest shit ever it was their wave goodbye tour shit was so fucking sick one of my favorite bands of all time gotcha all up in there and then i get home from that and my mom's like yo check out this voicemail from julian's mom and we like hit play on the voicemail and she's just like there are crickets in our shoes in our cereal boxes, in the toaster. This is unacceptable. And I'm just like, and I, that's, that was the worst thing I ever did because I lied to my parents. I really did. I was like, I don't and know. You never really lied to them? Never. Yeah. Never. And I kept that lie up Damn. for a long time. And so the school gets involved. And Why would like, the school get involved? It happened off school. Uh, well, because they're just like, yo, what? The, again, because you go to a, a tiny private school where everybody's so involved the whole school and everything. Knew about it? No, but the head of the school and like the fucking, you know, like the people who were like our direct people. This is ninth grade, right? They're all just like. Does the kid know yet? The kid is definitely like, you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes and you put crickets in my house. And we're just like, we don't know what you're talking about. Nobody's snitching on each other. Nobody's snitching on each other on each other. And so like I'm lying through my teeth. But I think if I wasn't a part of the equation, the other two boys would have gotten in trouble is all I'm trying to say. They they were like the long, they were like the long haired guitar player boys. And I was like, you know, I, I, I was more clean cut even though yeah. i was doing the same shit that they were but i was more like again the person who could talk their way out of anything and i did so you kept the, you kept the lie so alive. i kept the lie alive which is cool um and then literally like years later like after we graduated right bobby my boy is over at my parents house for dinner and we're all chatting we're laughing we're fucking having a great time whatever and then reminiscing about some shit and then bobby's like ha ha ha, ha. and remember when we put the crickets in julian's <laughs> and my parents were like uh you did that and i was like oh shit um, I, yeah we did that how many years did it pass you think many okay, like yeah. like six or seven okay 
So my parents weren't bummed. They weren't bummed, but they were just like, "Damn, you, you, you're a good fucking liar, you wow. bitch!" Like you know, like, <laughs> they're like, "Wow, no way!" Because the whole thing. By the way, Toby, I fucking uh, hate bugs. Mm. Hate them. You know what I mean? To the yeah. to the point Spiders of like, too? oh my god, the most. Hate. It was just like infest. It was just like the biggest uh, mating uh, breeding s- season. There were spiders all over this house, gigantic ones. Just, I'll show you no. one later. They're all outside and they're fucking massive. Oh they're my so God. scary, dude. I'm going to freak out. I but, don't know. So you hate I'll that. hold it together. I'll hold it together. You, that's the most scariest insect too, is a spider problem? Big time. Okay. And like as a kid, kid, like I was like, if you asked me what, what are you afraid of, I would have told you spiders. Were there you spiders know? in your apartment? No. No. Okay. Thank fucking God. But like, that's why like I can't live anywhere but Manhattan because there are fucking bugs everywhere You just else. got rats though. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's fine. The rats eat the rats are cool. Mice are cool. Like I'm cool. Rodents, like I'm I'm down. It's and even snakes. Like I'm down with snakes. Not that we have any of those, but like I'm more like chill with snakes. I don't like insects, you know. Mm. So my mom knows that like even if there's a fucking like fly, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe not fly, but even like I don't know, like ladybug. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Get this out of the like, you know. I'm like uptight about all this shit. So when like, you know, the fucking principal is calling being like, did Karina put the crickets in Julian's house? She's yeah. like, no, of course not. She hates bugs. What, Damn. you think she's fucking with bugs? Like, you know. And meanwhile, I totally poured the Where'd bag. Where'd you of carry them in? And there was like in a little plastic bag they give them to you at Petco. That's so fucking. This cool. is fucked that I'm revealing this at the no, right age No, it's okay, but that 29. person, I hope you see him in the future and you guys can. I mean, I haven't seen him in years. I know he's still out there and, and you know what, he Julian? Knows it's, he knows it's. Oh, he definitely it. knows. And you know what, Julian? You know, fuck, man. That shit was crazy, dude. I'm sorry. That wasn't, that, that wasn't York, so still, cool. think? I think he's still in New York. Yeah. All right, next time she plays in New York, she's going to put you on the guest list. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Give you a shout out. Got to catch up, man. So that's some of the craziest kind of thing you do. That, that was fucked up. Like, that was, it didn't It didn't get more fucked up than that in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of What about cool. party and drinking? When you start doing that, how old were you? <laughs> N- like, I, I didn't, I never even tasted alcohol till I was about, like, I want to say 19 or wow. 20. You know, yeah. and and nothing else ever, you know. But then, I don't know, I was sort of just like, you know, obviously in all these, like, environments where it comes free. Oh, for sure. And is provided and whatever, and just was sort it's of part like... part of the whole... Th- oh, yeah. I just wanted to be, like, not a 20-year-old naysayer. You okay. know what I mean? It was more just like, okay, like, you know, I've been so... I, I, and I wasn't uptight, but you know what I mean? I've been so just like staunchly like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Up until that point that I was just like, well, what, you know, what does this taste like? What would yeah. this do? You know what I mean? And it was, it was never a big thing for me in any regard, you know? Yeah. But definitely, yeah, I would say 21, 22, 23, like, you know, with things. definitely just dabbling, you know, only alcohol. Mm-hmm. ever you know and just no weed no weed ever there's no weed you've never tried weed i mean the weed thing was Edibles? never no um no like not wow. not properly like you know so i'm just drinking for you so my band will smoke weed in the in the van yeah for sure and like i have definitely been in a hot box van before and gotten high from that for yeah. sure but like intentionally like actually like not you know not. were you telling a story about them doing smoking weed you got in trouble for it <laughs> It was an Airbnb fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. On the last tour. No good deed goes unpunished, Toby. It's so rough. 
it's I mean literally and I love you know I'm so I'm all about people smoking weed I'm all about people doing whatever the fuck they want totally. number one yeah. number one yeah. you know like that's the whole you're happy not hurting people oh my god yourself. Yeah. and dude like I've never tried acid I've never done mushrooms I, people would literally like look at me like I have three heads telling you that yeah. making the music that I make that yeah. is psychedelic as fuck you mm-hmm. know but it's just true like you know and I just I don't know I feel like I always have felt so good that I don't want anything you seem to like come a totally in. High on life person, big man. time, you know. And when you always have a good positive energy, man. Well, I also I've had a great life. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. and not. I mean, I know you can have a really fucked up life and stay away from all these things too. You know totally. what I mean. But for me personally, I, shit's been so good. I don't want to really have anything come in there and fuck with my yeah. brain chemistry. That and always focus on everything. Oh my god, and like always look at the bright side of things and like have a really good disposition and outlook and you know. I so don't you've know. always been optimist. Big time, big yeah. time, or just, I don't know, it shits, yeah, definitely. Always been positive. Always been positive. But with the drinking thing, like, you know, like, I'm standing before you, what, what day is it, October 25th or some yeah. shit? Like, I, you know, I'll have a drink once in a while, but What's like- you drink your choice? I will, I'll have like a few sips of tequila if I have to like stay up all night long in New Orleans. And like, oh yeah, tequila's an upper. Ah, I did not know so, that. So anything else kind of no good. I've never had a beer in my life. I hate wine. Wow. <laughs> like shit like that. Like, you know, again, all the normal shit that people like. I'm like, no. You ever smoked dude. cigarettes? No, never. You ever vaped? Never. Pills? Never. Uh, so, you know, Advil. <laughs> come on, I do that too. That shit's dope. Oh, you know what else is great? Excedrin. Great okay. drug. Great <laughs> drug. I really recommend it. You're almost straight edge minus uh, alcohol. is crazy. Yeah, but again, like the last time I drank alcohol was probably like May. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, and yeah. even that was probably like literally like in New Orleans when I played Jazz Fest and yeah. have to stay up and play music until like 6 a.m. Yeah. You know, and like there's That's no. Better than Coke. And there's no espresso around. You know, so yeah. I'm just like, oh, so there's this bottle That'll of tequila. That'll probably fuck like, you up more, to be honest. I, I mean, jittery and shit, espresso. I love espresso. That is a drug of choice for me. How for many sure. coffees you have in a day? One. Just in the morning, one espresso. One, like at home, for sure. Yeah. Like one espresso a day and I'm good. You yeah, know? same on the if road, I have coffee. On the road, things can get different. Yeah, you get you know? tied into the day traveling to the venue. One of those things. Play show, like. Yeah, I love espresso. I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker for sure. You know? At least one a day, that's I it. Love I, I'm probably a one-a-day gal, for sure. Yeah, what about sure. matcha? Or, love matcha. Do or like yerba matcha. mate or like some teas like that? I definitely fuck with all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Caffeine shit, green tea. I'm down. I'm here for all that. I don't fuck with uh, ener- like no Celsius or whatever. These people are drinking that shit these days. Yeah, what, what is it, that? What is that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. It just popped up on the scene. Everybody's drinking a Celsius. I'm like, well, what is, what's going on with this? It just looks chemically. Maybe it's not. But is it like, like a bubbly drink? I think it's a bubbly drink with some with either caffeine or some, ah. some shit in it. <laughs> I what? don't know. But it's definitely getting people cranked on that good uh, shit. Yeah, I see people on that. Right? It's like the new White Claw or some shit. I know. But I think it doesn't have booze in it. I think it's just an energy drink. So I don't fuck with that. That yeah. sort of seems weird. Not that yeah, I, I never tried Red Bull in none of those drinks before. I'm scared. Sure. I've had sips of Red Bull in okay. my life. My son too, but he tried it like it's been years. a couple months ago. He's like, this makes me feel crazy. Oh, it's a disaster. Yeah, I wouldn't it's touch disgusting. it now. Okay. I wouldn't touch it now. That's more like, you know, 21-year-old Karina definitely would like try a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> with, uh, what, is, um, what are some of the jobs you've had during throughout your music career up until now i've literally i when i was Since you graduated right well for what i i, I worked for jake sufferowski at rocks off from age 18 to 26 oh okay and then 
literally like my you know they say like don't quit your day job till your night job starts paying my night job like had been paying you the know whole what time I mean? you would yeah i was because i was gigging and i That's was in smart. and i was in marco benevento's band and That's that was smart. the whole thing but then you know like a month before the pandemic i quit Okay. With love, obviously, with great admiration and 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 you know, before the pandemic, yeah, a month before, you know, so I didn't even know that that was gonna make me quit anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. No so choice. I should have just, yeah. I should have just wrote it out another month. But Mood that's when me. you know my gigs. You know, people, it's fucked up. You've experienced this. You do experience when people start to like pay you yeah. decent amounts of money to play music for them. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, yeah. and like getting an agent and all the whole nine like so that all started around the pandemic time it's well right before like 2019 is when my band put out like you know we'd been playing before that but like the first single came out yeah. in 2019 the first festivals came in 2019 yeah. like first time we sold like a bunch of tickets you know what i mean yeah. and whatever and got like some good opening slots and shit like that's when shit started to like kind cool. of really congeal you know yeah and i put out the first two singles in 2019 and then boom 2020 yeah. pandemic you know what i mean Are you, so, do, you were doing live streams during that too or were i you was doing something yeah. yeah for sure for sure we playing outside yeah there i saw some of that footage too yeah me with the drone yeah outside, it's really for cool sure. you doing that well that was the longest i'd ever lived outside manhattan four months i lived in my buddy's house upstate okay um like from march to you just want to get out in new, york. new york was it was crazy well man. it was crazy we didn't we had no idea but like my buddy isaac my best friend you know he i've been going to his parents country house since we were fucking 12 years old you know but he was just like should we just like should we should we go to rhinebeck what you, like literally just first weekend of any of this shit we thought we'd be back on monday totally we you know all what did. i mean yeah and it was me and my boyfriend him and his girlfriend and his brother and his parents and we just went Fuck. up there and boy that turned out to be a four-month endeavor you up there that long pretty much literally Wow, hundred percent longest I ever not lived in New York my entire life. I mean, and it was still the state of New York, but, of course. But you know, it how far from the city is that? Two hours. Okay, just about. Were you kind of bugging out not being in the city. Was it kind of I mean, hard? I think we were all bugging out on on all kinds sure. of shit. You know what I mean? Because New York had hit hard. That was crazy. It, we, it, New York had it fucking crazy. My parents were still in New York, and I was worried they stayed there too. They stayed in the apartment for hard. all that time. Yeah, hundred. And I was worried yeah. about them because yeah, again, they're yeah, old. You yeah. know. I got old parents compared to kids my age, you yeah. know? So I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it's crazy to stay. That's cool. It's crazy. So that was that was wild. And, you know, I, I mean. What you guys do up there? Just like hang out, play music, well, he, whatever? Well, thankfully, we, except my boyfriend doesn't play music. He's a promoter and, and whatnot. But the rest of us all oh, play music. Okay. So we jammed and jammed and jammed. Every night we went live on Instagram and just like fucking kicked it. And so cool. We bought a drone and started filming all this drone footage of us that everybody was like, dude, I saw the drone footage. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea that that was like going to be a thing. But we cooked, we hiked. Now, to get me to go on a hike, I would hike with you a Runyon. Like that, we did that, that one time. Fun. That was cool, yeah. I love that shit. But like, you know, I don't know. I'm such a city kid. Like, I know you know, you the idea. I mean, that song City Kids, you're talking about all that shit. It's I, so dude, fucking it's funny. real. It's real shit. I mean, you know, but then, like, that's what we, that's what we had mm-hmm. for fun, you know? So, I mean, we just tried to keep it fucking tight knit and like yeah. jammed a lot, played a lot of music, wrote a lot of music, you know, and uh, made it back to the city after the 4th of Couple July. months, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you have friends that still live in Manhattan that you grew up with, that you went to school with, you're still friends with to hang yeah, out with? absolutely. That's cool. Absolutely. That they're still there like working in New York and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, all, 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 yeah, in a big way. There, I feel like, you know, when you grew up in Manhattan, you either like fucking hate it 
or you're like nothing else could ever compare. Yeah. I feel like it was either one or the other in a lot of ways. And so there were a lot of kids that like as soon as college came around, they were like, I'm out. You know, a lot of people moved to the West Coast. A lot of people. Really? Yeah, definitely. I was thinking like people want to, it's their dream to move to the big city, the city of dreams. And like as soon as they're young, go to this big city. And then growing up in Manhattan being like, I'm in, I'm in the best city in the world. Why would I want to leave? That's how I felt. Yeah. That, But that's, you know, and I think a lot of people also feel that way, but a lot yeah. of people don't because it's, a, you know, it's too much for a, lot, a lot of people, too. you know, it's a lot to handle. And you definitely, when you grow up there, you definitely feel like you're like, I don't know, like when I do go to the country, I'm just like, man, like we got to make our own fun around here. Whereas like New York, everything's coming at but you. But how about the space though when you go upstate? There's space. definitely space. It's nice. That's nice. Yeah. But I, I don't really, that doesn't do I that much you. for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand that people want it at a certain point and yeah. whatever. But like, again, I don't yeah. know, man. I grew up in a two bedroom apartment. That was just fine. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. Like. Uh, that's all I would ever want for my life is a mm. two bedroom apartment. That's and like, that's like the only thing I've ever coveted in that wow. regard. Like do having it the way I had it growing up in that regard. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I left New York in 2001 kicking and screaming. We lived in a 400 square foot apartment on fifth and second Avenue Oh, that's tight. by the police station, the diner on the corner. But I didn't want to leave New York because I loved it. I couldn't see beyond the buildings, but sure. I wasn't from there. And neither was my wife, but she's like, she loved West Coast. She should go out there and get a house. We can have a baby, start a family. I left New York kicking and screaming. It took sure. me a while to get used to it here. I still don't like driving, but I do love the space and the weather. And it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't miss the winters and stuff. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. But and I it's d- fucking gorgeous out here. I yeah. mean, I love coming out. Like, I love LA and I really love San Francisco. That's San Francisco's like, because it's like in New York, but it's kind of like, yeah. It's, a, it's more walkable. Yeah. The people are chill. The Bay Area is fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. I, you know, I definitely, I'm not like, uh, you know, I understand that people are like, we can't do this forever, mm-hmm. you know? She's starting a family too. That, yeah. And like I said before, like, you know, the, but, the, the, my desire to live in Manhattan outweighs my desire to have more than one kid. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And but, not, but, and again, I don't want, you know, right now I don't want fucking kids at all, but you know what I'm but saying? But you're a perfect example of, of somebody who was born and raised in Manhattan came out awesome. Thanks, like, dude. Like, like came out as like an awesome kid and like creative and talented living in Manhattan because you think a big city and raising a kid in a small apartment. I don't just, I don't sure. know. Sure. I mean, it's hard. You know, I would say it's, I would say, you know, it's definitely, n- <laughs> there's something to be said about, you know, you open a door and you're in a backyard and you let your kid run around and whatever. Like those things are, are, you know, theoretically easier, but (laughs) there's something about when you grow up in Manhattan, you are exposed immediately, no matter what kind of bubble you're growing up in, you know, just everything fucking the richest person, the poorest person you ride in the subway. You're seeing all walks of life, all races, all cultures blending into each other and people help each other out, you know, and people are fucking, there's real heart and soul there. Even if you think that it's fucking glitzy or any of those things, like around every corner, there's something different, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's really, it's still it's, the same New York. It's incredible, you know, and no matter how much it changes, because it's fucking changing by the second, it still stays the same. Because, Do you ever get like, I miss the old New York type shit or just certain things? I mean, you know, you definitely see shit like, you know, what I, you don't love to see the gentrification, like moving people out of their neighborhoods and yeah. shit. That shit's really sad and fucked up, you know, but there's, yeah. there's still, there's rent stabilized apartments that people have been in for 
ever. Crazy, dude. And there's so many places. Like, you know, Bushwick is now this popped off area. I know, man. Where all my friends live there, and that's fucking awesome, you know? And, like, you can you can find places to live, you know? Bed-Stuy, like, too, stuff like that, right? Oh, tons of Isn't that. Isn't East New York still, like, East New York, though? East New York's East New York, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I rented our last tour van from East New York, Wow, because sure. some, some places didn't really change. I mean, there's there's tons of that as well. And NYU know? is pretty huge, too, there now. NYU? It's, like, it's oh, it's span, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's insane. I mean, yeah, down there is like really bougie at this point, but really? still like, like Greenwich Village and down by like uh, Greenwich yeah, Village wow. is popped off, wow. no doubt about it. And it's expensive as shit. And like, but you could still like in Alphabet City, like, you know, you keep going east. The shit gets cheaper. You yeah. want a five star, five floor walk up. Avenue dead. Avenue, D, Avenue yeah. D for dead. No problem. You know? Yeah. Probably 2000, maybe or something for one bedroom or something. Sure. Around. You know, something around there. You can definitely like there's deals to be had. There's shit to be found. But I'd, all I'm saying is that like, it's like for me personally, the shit that you just grow up. You, I mean, of course you grow up faster theoretically yeah. and you get exposed to more shit, but you get exposed to more shit. Toby. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of kids, like when I did go to NYU and I was like the tried and true New Yorker and I met all these other people from, from not from there, not from there. They were just like, they had to learn so much shit about life quickly yeah you know yeah. and how to handle yourself and how to talk to people and how yeah. to not be a jabroni and how to just fucking because <laughs> you're gonna like you know what i mean there's crazy shit happening in new york and if there you don't is know how to watch yourself like you have to know how to watch yeah. yourself you know just as it's much smart. as you know it's how true. to like you know it's a fast moving yeah, it is there's a lot there's a lot there i wouldn't have traded it for anything Incredible. Yeah. NYU was uh, was that your group Youth Posse? Haha. <laughs> yep. Yep. What definitely. Is that I'm gonna put the air conditioner. I keep talking. Go what for was it. the Youth Posse about? Ah, <laughs> the Youth Posse was my, uh, you know, that was like my late high school slash college band for sure. And they, um, we shall we say, we made two records, and they are just like it was like we wanted to be like somewhere between Tenacious D and Ween. And, nice. And the music was just like off the fucking walls M one song more bizarre than the next <laughs> just like ne you know like like i'm not saying offensive but yeah. like you know borderline offensive okay um, you get canceled for it now definitely definitely it's a good name that's two for two names you boss is pretty good right it yeah, is, yeah yeah you guys play shows too we definitely played shows played a lot of shows you know and we played like you know colleges we played like vassar and bard and shit like that which was fun and damn uh, yeah, all around Brooklyn, Manhattan, whatever. We uh, we opened for Gene Ween at the Brooklyn I know, Bowl. I know that name. What is that? Uh, he's the singer of the band Ween oh, that yeah, I keep yeah, referring yeah, okay. to and shit. But, you know, I don't That's know. Cool. Did a lot of stuff like that. And they're, you know, I, I'm very proud of the records we made together because that was like That's some cool. of my first, like, you know, recording experiences, which is cool. Yeah, were you um too young to go to CBGBs or play there? It closed... Didn't it close in Damn. 2006, right? Something like that, yeah. So that was sixth grade for me. So I was Dang. already kind of not, yeah, missed it. Fucked. So sad. Max, Kansas City, all that shit. All the shit that, like, Niagara. You know, that's still there. It's still there. Still there. Continental's gone. Gone. Coney Island High was incredible. Very the Roxy. Gone. Yeah. The Wetlands. Gone. That's where I met Jake. Yep. Yep. But now there's new clubs, new memories that people are having. Totally. Are kids playing lots of shows in Manhattan? Is it mostly like in, like in the boroughs and stuff? There's both. There's definitely yeah. both. Like the Mercury, La Mercury Lounge. Yeah, really, it's still popping. It's definitely still popping. Three shows a night. A lot wow. of people still fucking coming up doing that. You know? That's cool. Which is really great. 
you know. Um, Mercury Lounge. There's Damn. a place called Baby's All Right that people are playing in Brooklyn that's, you know, around the same size, 300 cap. That's, that's good. very cool. Again, also the sort of two shows a night kind of model, you yeah. know, which is cool because then you see people like, Those early you know, show, late show thing? Early show, late show. They have my friend's band perform last night. She was headlining. She played at 745, which I thought was crazy. I couldn't make it. I was so bummed, but like. It sucks. Because then there's another show at 945 or right. something. It's I like know. A, it's like a dance club or something. They, they, a lot of clubs do that too. Even like, you know, the bigger ones where it's like Webster Hall will have like a headliner, yeah. you know, like an actual show that, you know, fucking 1,200 people paid tickets to see, right? And the shit has to be done, done, done 10? by like 9.45, 10. Yeah, that's happened for our Brooklyn show too is a hard curfew at 10, yeah. That's real shit. Is that new since the pandemic? No, they've been doing okay. that. You know, there's definitely, because you know, these clubs, man, it's hard. It's hard to make a dime. So like, you know, if you can have that show and yeah. then also have like whatever fucking Taylor Swift dance party or yeah. some shit that actually like really sells tickets. That's crazy, man. Which is wild, you know, and you do both in a night, they're doing it, you yeah. know, which sucks as you know, as in a band when that shit happens and you're you like, rushed oh, out, you merge everything <gasps> we got to get the fuck out of here yeah. oh my god go 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 like it sucks it's the worst and then the crew is yelling at you and you're just like i'm just played a fucking more sweaty two hour show. To get my, like yeah, jesus yeah. christ like, have you played any live nation shows since they stopped taking merch percentages no which it's I'm incredible really hoping to i gotta we played say d, we played a couple with suicidal and the first show they'll give you a 750 dollar uh gas card dude and they'll give you 750 dollars cash for your food Legitimately, yeah, it happened already twice. On Dude, this. that happened for you. Oh, and, and then no percentage of merch. That's the coolest shit I've ever heard. No, it's so cool. Uh, it's not happening no more. I mean, taking merch money's always been fucking so shitty. I so know. shitty. I'm glad Jake never did that. I know, I know. And I've been able to get away with murder in that front. I don't. You have a big time of just like like fucking being a band playing venues, being a band playing hustling, big yeah. venues, and just fucking selling, 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 and then just like kind of just being like, okay, bye, and then nobody asked me anything, and like. You know, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been able to you gotta get be careful though, because they'll catch on to that too. I know, and I shouldn't be saying it on your podcast. That's okay, either, but, but somebody I know, maybe it's from a, I don't want to say the band. They got like put on a list. It's on like a no fly list where they oh, know fuck. that this band particular merch guy will, will scam the merch percents. Oh shit! So like they're on the radar. But my wife, I'll say it on here. My wife had this. We talked about it the other day. She had this pink wooden box that H two O stenciled on it, and she wheeling into the venues and keep all the merch inside. And she was a good hustle, great. Uh, she would kill merch and then switch out the counts. We'd sneak in merch, do bags behind all night long, bring their duffel bags. Dude. Yeah, you got a hustle, man. They're taking that much money from you, 20, 30%. Percent. It's fucking, and it's that's, crazy. They as took you that know, from touring bands. It's crazy. And it's like, that's how we make our dough on the road. Like, yeah, you know, it's without that. Been, uh, the, ain't no record you know. sales and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, shit. We need that. You know, yeah. if you see these bands these days, they like get like a, like a, a fucking van or like a bus or some shit and they right just from the park jump. it oh, no. in front of the venue Dude. and then they just sell merch out of that. So literally like wow. it's a crazy hustle. It's That's a hu- kind really of sick. Yeah, no, and, and the venue can't really do much about it. So like a band will not sell any merch in the venue but they'll pull up to the curb and just have some people like selling shirts and whatever wow. out of a car. Did not know they did that. Wild shit. So Wild that happens shit. a lot. So it's like a thing. I've definitely seen that plenty. Which is kind Cause of because they're not in the premises or outside. That's kind of cool. They kind of can't say much. Yeah, if you're down the block, I don't know. We almost did that at Riot Fest a couple months ago. They're taking thirty percent. We forgot to give them the hoodies, <sighs> and my wife is going to walk around and start selling hoodies. But I don't want to get in trouble. But. Right, I feel that. I, at festivals, I'm always like, I'm I'm pretty inclined to like skip merch at festivals because sometimes of all this. I've done that before too. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Buy it, buy it online. online. <laughs> buy it the headlining show. I don't it goes know. right to the band online. Yeah. 
I don't know. That shit, it, it just, in, I don't know. A lot of times when we play festivals, it's like, okay, I'm in, and then we're out, and then whatever, and then, like, the hot, the, the annoyance of settling merch at a Counting festival. Counting and waiting to count out Dude. all day, and then a thousand bands are playing anyway. It's and just then like, you make 40 bucks, you know, or whatever, because you took all the money that we made. Like, fuck me. Like, I, it's, I'd rather not bring it. Do you, you know? do your own merch and stuff? Do you ship your merch? Do you have, like, a, a website? Now I have, now I have, like, a company. But before you're doing it yourself? That does it. I did it myself forever. Yeah. Forever and ever. But now, I mean, I definitely I'm fucking super hands-on, like meticulous Me about too, who man. designs the merch and shit. And even at shows, like to this day, I, you know, if you come to my LA show on Saturday, you'll yes. see, I literally will play the show and then put down the bass, say thank you, good night, and jump off the stage and run to the merch booth and sell, sell, sell by myself. Sign, sell, do it, man. whatever it is, you know? And like, I don't... It's part of the whole thing, man. I don't even want to picture a day where I don't do that because it's important to me. Like, 100%. You know what I mean? And that that person-to-person connection is, is like real to me. We would do that every day in the Warped. So we'll go meet you at the stage. We'll go right to the stage, all sweaty, meet people, talk to right? people. And you're probably out of breath. You haven't had a Shot. fucking drink of water. Like, it's true. It's real but shit. it's important and it really, it really goes a long way meeting people like that Big directly time. off the stage. Big time. And that that also comes because that's not really the thing to do in the world that you're in well maybe it is but like that's like more like almost like the punk rock mentality of like you're you're just a person like everybody else you're gonna be right at the merch booth i was just on this big stage and i'm hanging out with you and i'm, I'm accessible and totally it's beautiful and i believe in that shit and i yeah. believe in that shit i believe you know everything i do has a punk rock ethos behind it mm-hmm. you know what i mean including you know like exactly what you're saying and musically even yeah. if the music is different you know what i mean totally. it's just like we, I believe so strongly in there being no pedestal yeah. between performer and audience member. Yeah, I don't, I want it to be a dissolved, there's no hierarchy. We're energy transfer units in a room together making something larger than ourselves. Yeah, and we're participating in it, you know, in 100%. a time and a space together. It's free from bullshit. Yeah. We dance, fucking go off, you know, whatever. I love that. Like that's that's so important to me. It's you a know? real human connection too, yeah. man. And I there's no rock star bullshit here. There's no yeah. and I and I, I will say that the jam band scene is is pretty Similar amazing. Similar to that too. Big time. There's very there's no pretension. I mean, they're at least not what I've experienced, yeah. you know, which is incredible. People just want this human to human connection. It's community, you know? yeah. Which is the same with punk, and it's the same. With, I don't know. I, I feel I feel strongly about that shit. You me know? too. It's kind of that's great. why big stages are hard for me. Yeah, totally. No, you I'd rather in the big stage. It kills me, man. Sucks because you're feel not like in my it. soul. Just it just does something to me. And I walk out, there, I see that I'm like, fuck, man. I don't mind going the barricade or going in the crowd, but it's just just that immediate when I see that, just like it's just something. It's right because it's, it's forcing the separation between people. Yeah. Right. It's like it's taking you away from the fucking the crowd you yeah. know that's real shit i i super understand that it's crazy how music it. wasn't like essential during the pandemic it was like the lowest thing on the totem pole <laughs> that nobody talked about when music was coming back when we can play again when we can go on tour and music's so fucking big now and so thriving the show is every night that like it's so important for humans to have that I, I think it's the most it's in so, healing. so many ways. It's so healing. It's so healing. And now so much shit's so fucked in the world. And I like, know, I've been so just like lucky to even, in, you know, I've had like two and a half weeks off tour. Yeah. You, been were gr- you were grinding, man. For sure. I watch you out there. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Nonstop. I love playing, man. I love playing. But even just like as a, as a fan, I've been so lucky to see so much live music yeah, at same. home in the last little bit. And that shit, you know, on being on the other side of the stage, 
stage, right? Meaning yeah. being in the audience, that it does the same shit. I love going to the audience. I'm not like, give me your backstage pass. Whatever I get, I go. I love it. I buy 100%. tickets still. I love supporting. It's real shit. And, and, it, and it, it, it lets you realize that what we do as, as performers, you know, I get something so profound out of being on the other end of that as yeah. a person in the, in the audience absorbing art. Yeah, it's incredible, man. It's real. Like, it really that. is, you know? And it's so cool, and I'm just so, I, yeah. To do what you love, too. Oh, my God. Forget Are it. you doing this now pretty much full-time music? Completely. Yeah. Completely. Well, since, like, you, you asked before. Yeah. Like, you asked before, I, I, I worked for Jake up until and that was 2020, it. And, then, yeah. and that, you know, and since then i mean it's it's been spiraling out of control it's so I cool mean, you know you think the social media is helping too and everything through the pandemic and then definitely and your shows not yeah definitely i feel like it and really having helped. a record you know like totally, it was my first record as opposed to all these singles and yeah. shit which is crazy joyride i love the song like it makes me feel happy i ran to it a bunch when i first heard it thanks pal. it's just even if i don't think about that it's you i just love the song now that you're my homie but like it's such a, it's a great song, man. Thanks, pal. Thanks. And the response has been great. It's been incredible, you know. And like, I, I never, you know, I don't go about this having any lofty like expectations, expectations or anything. Yeah, none. Of, I don't come at any of that in that with any sort of mindset of expectation. You know yeah. what I mean? I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna have a record, which means this. No, there's no it's that. Make, you've been making. But I was music. like, dude, I've been making music time to like actually fucking make a complete long form piece of art yeah. right i felt really strongly about wanting to do that yeah. right and so we did it and like yeah i mean we're getting more festivals and we're playing to more people and the shows are selling out and it's the crazy, shit is crazy and the merch has popped out like yeah it's fucking it's just amplifying the rest of my but that's all your hard work too man sure and your attitude and everything about you how you carry yourself how you talk to people meeting people and you know what i mean thanks pal it's been an outgoing person and i'm serious it's cool and you're a great player obviously but like thanks. are your parents stoked they're so stoked. They'd be so proud. They're so cool. I hope you meet them one day. They came They're... to New York show? Oh, yeah. Sick. Oh, yeah. They were raging the New York was show. Was that your first big sold out New York show? That was definitely my first New York show that was like sold out four months in advance so on sick. a Wednesday. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's the cool thing about New York, though, big cities like that. That's true. That you can do a Wednesday like that. Totally. But not, I it mean, it's still for, stressful, though. For me, like, yeah, I know, yeah, for yeah. something to, like, just, like, you know, I was like, wait, how many tickets have been sold? Wait, what? Where was that? Where, where was that? That was Baby's All Right. That was 300 tickets just like went off rip. You Is know? that Manhattan or Brooklyn? That's Brooklyn. That's Williamsburg. St Super sick. Like just incredible. My Philly show just sold out. It's two months away. Like shit like that where I'm just like, wait. And like, what's, what's your crowd like? Is it all diverse ages? What is it? It's pretty diverse, yeah. which is cool. And, and men and women, you know, I would definitely, you know, it's, you know, like on Spotify where you can see like the metrics of like do you check whatever. that stuff? I do. I do. I'm do you curious. you obsess about it? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. In the sense of, I look at it. Do you for care sure. about your numbers and shit like that? No. I, I like. I definitely look at them. Is you it know? important for no. your success or for getting shows, shit like that? No. I mean, I know that promoters look at that shit. Because I know? know comedians. I was told on this podcast that you know agents and clubs and Netflix and other companies they check your your uh your social media and numbers and how many people follow it's crazy sure. that, that's like your resume I guess. I, totally and i'm sure that that yeah, i mean it definitely counts for Check something mark all that shit yeah uh, it's very it's wildly annoying but like you know i like i we put out this remix of joyride okay uh a week ago two weeks ago and and my friends in this band vansire v-a-n-s-i-r-e okay they're like dream pop fucking legends diy for the ones who remixed it they remixed it and they're just like you know these kids they went to oberlin 
and just like started making music out of a dorm room and next thing you know they have 7.5 million monthly listeners which is more than like boy genius more than yeah. the national more than like you know all these fucking bands that sell out arenas and shit yeah which is crazy and uh and they're my dear friends and like it like i will say that i saw when we put out that remix you know like my monthly listeners just like shot up sick because of course they did right but that's i was cool, just though. like whoa okay here we go there you like that's fucking crazy yeah like, cool and of course what i do and the scene that I'm sort of a part of has very little to do, like we just talked about fish before, with your Spotify numbers. Yeah, of you course. Know? It's more of this whole other thing. But like, you know, do I obsess over that? Sort of, because I your was followers and stuff like that too. I look at it. I and definitely do you think look. that that transcends into actual humans coming to see you play live or buying your buying your music. Probably maybe both. I think a little bit for sure. But the you know it's funny. I I definitely see bands with uh, you know stronger touring careers than I have with fewer followers. Totally big time. You totally. know, which is very same. interesting. I see a lot of that stuff. It's really hard to like track down what it is. You know, a hundred percent. Because there was like some rappers that my son was really into. Me and my wife made my son made a list of these rappers. One of them is Little Pump. These rappers that he loved are like, Moon's like, let's see what they're going to be in four years because it's all social media based. They're doing all this crazy shit online. Let's see if they can sell a ticket. And one of them couldn't even sell at the Palladium. And he had like 20 million followers oh, and a geez. massive hit. So he canceled the whole tour. Right. So it's like, what is real and what's not? Because social media and all the online shit, it's just, it's just like being off our phone now, like having these conversations. I don't know. It's just, this is real life to me. Like that, I know it's great for promoting and all that stuff. It's a great tool for that. We need it. You know, but like, what is that? What's real from that? Like, what from that actually happens in real life? Because I know, I know people that talk shit, never say shit to your face on there. But people that love your band, do they come? Do they like your videos? Do they buy your song? Do they actually come see you? It's hard to figure out that reality. Big time, and it's also really bad for your head. You know, crazy, and really will fuck you up. So addictive. Get so addicted to it. Very, very. No, are you on your social media a lot or phone a lot? Oh yeah. I struggle you know, with that. Same too. I'm it's definitely hard, addicted to that. Check, Talk your, about, check your hours on that shit. Uh, it's disastrous. It's really bad. I mean, and especially on tour when I'm like promoting stuff and reposting stuff. And You're deciding. the main one that does all the stuff? I do all of it. I can see it. I do all of it. And like, and I really, I have a you huge, go hard. I go pretty hard and I have a huge problem of like, and everybody tells me, Karina, stop responding to everybody. Okay. So you respond to everybody. DMs, uh, negative tr- comments to everything. Uh, you probably get no negative comments. I get a few negative comments. It's I, just you know, so jealous. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, but but you, you know, know what I mean. You, so you check that stuff. I check that stuff. I, you know, now like I have it set up so like you know if like random pe- like if people who I haven't accepted their DMs before they go into a different folder. I got that too. Which is it's good. The bye bye folder. Yeah, the bye bye folder, which <laughs> helps. That helps a lot. You know, but still, like I, I'm, I'm. Like, I even have, like, a, a need to, like, like every comment, you know what I mean? Which wow. is fucked up. It's addicting, like, man. Yeah, and I'm just like, wait, does this person know that it's I like appreciate them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. which is a fucked up thing, because, like, what? Like, that's bad for me. And, and how many of those people are real or bots or fake? Who fucking knows? Sure. Dude? I don't know. I don't know. And then, of course, you know, you can't help but, like, you, you're, you're, just, you're just looking at these snapshot and snapshots of people's lives, and it's obviously only the shit they choose to share. Of course. And then I hope that I'm... I'm not contributing to somebody feeling bad about themselves by only posting good shit that happens to me. Yeah, but your shit's inspiring. I hope so, but people know your story like they know from this pod, like your hustle and your grind and everything you've done, you know, where you're at now. It's like, it's awesome. You're so young too, but like, yeah, the social media shit, are you, are you harsh on yourself? Are you a harsh critic about your music or are you like? Sort of. You know, I'm. Perfectionist. 
I, I try not to be, you know, I definitely analyze a lot of shit more than I should. Do you I film your sets and study them? No. Prince does that, by the way. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. I, you know, I, I study sometimes. Wow. Not all the time. Not definitely not all the time. And yeah. I, de- I definitely have a, a big, you know, don't beat yourself up policy you shouldn't yeah in the band and we're, sen- we're sensitive though musicians are sensitive musicians people. are very sensitive and my you know my band has come a very long way because when we used to get off stage and my boys who i love so much and you're gonna love so much adam and chris like they, you know they would get off stage and just be like oh fuck i fucked that up oh, oh my same. god my band or, still. fuck or whatever and i would just be like guys it's over and nobody even heard it but you guys. Of course. But like, you know, very... It's and, the worst, And I've, I've been that guy too. Same. You know, in huge ways. And just Same. being like, oh, it wasn't this and it didn't do... Uh, Max fucked know? up a song in New York and he never talked out. You know, we never saw him after the show. He wouldn't come backstage. He was so bummed. But we heard it. But if you knew the song, you might have heard it. But it was this one main song. He was never fucks it up. And he was so bummed. Original drummer was behind him, Todd Friend. Oh. And it was just this moment where he was just so bummed the rest of the week. I'm like, fuck, who cares? It's over. Yeah. Like the, the crowd didn't hear that. That, dude. It, they just didn't and you gotta I, I, I feel more strongly about having that mindset than beating myself up over things being imperfect you know what I mean I'm I'm a We're not vibe, perfect I'm a vibe freak okay. I'm a freak for the vibe being good yeah and yeah, yeah. so that means if I'm missing notes if you're missing no what the fuck ever if the vibe is strong crowd's going off okay. we're good we're more than good we're blessed nobody's listening to the notes we're beyond blessed to have anything like this going on you know what I mean and and I feel like what I do is you know by definition imperfect and I like that it's part of the whole fucking thing it's fucking yeah. real it's real it's sloppy it's fucking it's not sloppy it's scrappy that's the word I'm looking scrappy. for it's like you know we're we're fucking just doing it you know and yeah. it's about energy it's about all that shit it is the energy you know i believe in it and i and so like you know i definitely when when you play a show that you don't think went as well as it could have you know you maybe have a moment where you're like oh but tomorrow's another fight that's why you play a million fucking shows 100 percent. and so the next night's gonna be better or you yeah. have to have that mindset the next night's gonna be better or whatever yeah. you're gonna you know iron out the thing and basically like you know if my if my drummer comes off stage and be like, yo, I really fucked up that thing, fuck. I'll be like, nah, man, you're fucking good. Let's figure it out and sound check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there's a real thing that needs to be yeah, ironed work out. Yeah, work on it. We'll get the kinks we out. We get that mm-hmm. kinks out, you know, but like definitely like, you know, what is paramount to me is for everyone to be fucking stoked and that's us on stage. 100%. And the people, yeah, like it's real yeah. and that'll, I feel like that permeates out. If you're having a good time on stage, the audience is going to have a good time out there. 100%. You know, so even if you fuck up or like I've had so many times on stage where I'm, shit's going wrong. Gear malfunctioning yeah. horrible horrible shit yeah. and i'm saying to myself actively don't let it show don't let it show you're good don't yeah. let it show i could yeah. you know my i've blown up bass amps like you know yeah. a shit ton you know yeah. where i can't hear anything on stage but the di still works so i know they're getting it out there for sure and i'm trying to fucking improvise with somebody yeah and i can't hear myself for shit you know and i'm just like brutal, you know man. what don't let it show don't Do let you it show your, your monitors in your ears i don't me either, man. I can't do it. I really? I dude. That's amazing. Like jumping up and down. I didn't wear earplugs before. I don't know. I tried all that shit. Just, I don't know. I tried it too. And it just, you know what? It made me a better singer, but a worse performer. Mm. And that drove me fucking crazy. Good point. And I'd rather be a worse singer and a better performer right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gotta yeah, yeah. tell you, you know? And yeah. Like, I don't know. I felt like I, I felt like I was in a fishbowl away from everybody. It is where you don't feel the power. It's just something, yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of bands, like, what would be sick. And they kill it with it. Yo, of course. And, like, what would be great is to put up the crowd mics so you mm. get the crowd in your ears, too. 
that's, that's how you cool. yeah. that's how you beat that yeah but that takes a whole fucking team of people yeah do you do vocal warm-ups too not as much as i should you no know, you live in manhattan where melissa Cross is. she's one of the most famous well-known vocal coaches ever i would love screaming, to work with screaming her. Yeah, in zen totally you heard of her oh yeah Absolutely. That's the homie. Like she, she is came, she dope? Do you know she her? She came and warmed us up in New York after like 15 years. She came into the van. We did our warm-ups. We never warmed up. The next three shows, our voices were perfect from one warm-up with her. Get out. We recorded it all in video because we haven't seen her in 15 years. But if you're in Manhattan, she'd be awesome. I'm going to hit her up. Yeah. I'm going to hit her Not up. Not that you need to. I'm going to say, no, I do you ever, you ever blow to. your voice or get a horse? Oh, my God. My shit is all whack. I'm not a train. I, my shit is fucked up, dude. So you I, don't do warm-ups before you sing? I barely. Barely. Gotta do it, man. I know. I'm especially pathetic. this is what you're going to do. I know. I know. This is your tool. This is and your that's everything. what Trey, Trey Anastasio, like from Fish, he tells me that, like you know, when he found out in the fucking late '90s that like you can work on your voice. Yeah, make it. He better. was like, oh, shit. All right, you yeah. know. And now he's fucking psycho about it, like way, way, way deep and and whatever. And no, I aspire to be like you guys. You can warm that. up any time of the day of the show. You can warm up at nine in the morning and be fine for nine o'clock at night. Get out. It's not like right before. Really? You just got to do the warm up. Just do the warm up. And I chew gum because that's what Dave Grohl, I got it from Dave Grohl. He chews like bazooka on stage. And, but he's like, I'm running around like crazy. I always chew gum for like the last 10 years. It keeps your shit like moist. I don't really? know. I've always done that, but. But you don't choke on it. I do choke on it. <laughs> it's shot into people's hair. It's gotten somebody's beard before. Stuck in the beard the whole set. Oh felt so God. bad. Really nice beard. <laughs> yeah. But I just, it's, some, it's a mental thing for me. Wow. Because like honey and tea and lemon, all that shit's bullshit. If you start losing your voice on tour, I always had a notepad on longer tours. I, I wouldn't speak all day and just write notes. Really? The best thing is just sleep and not speaking. Sure. Which is tough when you're running the fucking merch booth trying to talk to people. That's when you do it. When you Oof. play a fucking show and you talk to people all night after, that's when that that's a that's rough, man. Yeah, it's a recipe for Unless disaster. Unless you're warming up first, you're fine. Wow. So you literally you can warm up in the morning. It doesn't matter. And then not before the show. Yeah. That's crazy. And you're and you're set for the show. Yeah, especially with these warm ups, but also like you do lose your voice talking to people after those shows. Oh, big time. That's when it goes. That's the fucking problem. But it's interesting when you have a hoarse voice. Where you sing from, where you talk from, is two different places. Right. So you can sound hoarse all day and be to- I'd be stressing all day. Then I go sing, and it's totally different from a different place. Sure. And people don't know that they think that I don't know. I find like I lose high, like my high register from, and I'll be like, oh fuck, like you know, concerned because I'll be like, ah, and it, nothing will come out, and I'll be like, oh shit, I'm so fucked, I'm so fucked, I'm so fucked, and then right before the show it comes back comes back and i'm like oh good like is that Gosh, it's mental too it's gotta be but it's really it's hard to sleep be. on tour unless you're in a bus or something it's hard exactly and, and we, that's crucial on tour eating and sleeping and all that same shit you have at home goes out the window when you go on tour <sighs> it's just trying to get as much as you can do it big time but like no the no speaking thing i've done that for years and that's what my lizard cross taught us just don't talk and that helps fuck the tea all that other shit just doesn't do anything it's amazing but Warm ups. You gotta just do warm ups, man. I really. I'll I, connect you with her. Please do, because I would really like. She's that. done Lamb of God. She's done every person you can imagine, all different styles. So Andrew sick. WK, like different singers, and um, yeah, just I'm to in. have that and have like on your phone. Yeah, it, it keeps you sane. It's like it's really it's like a security thing to know you can do the warm ups. I want to get into that because you know I'm 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 a bass player who's trying to sing. Yeah, do you know you what I'm saying? Good. You sound great though. I'm trying. I'm trying, yeah. but not like you know what I mean. I, I wasn't a singer that's trying to play bass. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's like fucking hard, trying yeah. to figure this all out as I go along and writing songs and yeah. you, you know writing instrumentals and writing fucking songs with lyrics. And now it's way more songs with lyrics than it is instrumentals. Damn. So I'm just like, okay, like we got to figure this out, you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm literally just fucking around and finding out as we're going. I'm creating this. 
singer. Have you been singing for? Uh, not long at all. Like I fucking I don't even consider years my, yeah. Like the, my first song with vocals came out in 2019. You wow. know, but like yeah, you know I fuck around. You never thought about singing? I sing in Marco's band a little bit, you know. But I you would never hire me as a singer. You know what I mean? Like I'm. I'm Isn't that so cool to find out that you can do that later on in life like you're doing now? Certainly. I mean, as a kid, like I sang, like, you know, I took chorus and like did but shit like that. you have your own singles out your, it's fucking crazy. Exactly. No, it's like, that's a whole new Karina era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my shit, that's, I'm, I'm learning as we go along for sure. And seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. How many shows you played in a row so far in your life? The most was 17. Okay. Well, in 17 that, days. That's legit. How was your voice? That you know what that was a Marco tour, so okay. I wasn't like I wasn't the principal singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was singing backups and shit and whatever. Yeah. That was in a tour bus, so oh, that. But, was but I find chill. I find like weekends are harder for my voice than seventeen in a row because once you start warming up, you get into that routine mentally and physically. Sleeping on tour and like twelve shows in a row, sure, it just gets stronger and stronger as opposed to like not playing for a while then going out and playing three or four shows in a row is different man and also probably like those three or four shows maybe they're big festivals or whatever and you're going hard and it's yeah. just like whoa and all of a sudden like you're thrown into this big thing yeah no I, I definitely feel that I definitely feel that and then that. going extra hard if the monitors suck or it's like a DIY spot and you Oof. can't hear yourself so you feel like you have to sing harder and louder to hear yourself and that makes it worse that's a disaster, a disaster. and that happens to me all the fucking time it's so rough it's a disaster it's, it's really so frustrating bad. like it's like these people paid money to see your band but you can't hear yourself or you want to sound good for you know what I'm saying you want to yeah. sound good for them oh my god yeah but you're not having fun because you can't hear shit so you're pushing you're pushing and of course it hard. sounds way worse when you push yeah. and it hurts you you know what I mean and then you're like, fucked it's just bad but you did it for the scene though you're doing it anyway <laughs> You're you doing it for I mean? the these scene. Are the, these anyway. are the sacrifices, though. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's and interesting, I feel like, you know. And again, like I said, like with the in-ear monitors, right? Obviously, I know that my voice would sound better, but I know that I would be a shell of who Just I am feel on trapped stage. In my head, I couldn't jump around. It's rough. Yeah, totally. I did try. It was really hard. Same same and it just i mean i feel like eventually one day god willing if we get to a level where i can have my monitor engineer like that yeah. like dials that shit in perfectly for totally. me every night that would be it's great like when earpods on stage or something listen to your own music jumping around it's like you hear your own heartbeat in your head you're just like, i don't want to hear that like what the fuck i want to hear the people it's like i want to be in a room with people yeah not in a fishbowl with myself um <laughs> That's totally let's talk it. about this rush shirt oh yeah Let's talk about Rush first and foremost. I never really fucked with Rush. Uh, Rusty was playing back in the day in the 80s. Shout out to Rusty. I had an A-track my brother had. And then Max got into him the past couple years on his own because of the drums and everything. Mm -hmm. So he started playing Rush in the car. I'm like, I knew Tom Sawyer and a bunch of these other songs. It's like, Rush is super dope. Like, I never gave it a chance because I was so punk rock. Like, fuck all this rock shit. Sure. But now my son turned me on to Rush. And it's an incredible band. Look at you. Look at that. Do you know That's what I'm saying? In my, 50, in my 50s, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Open-minded, yeah. listening to this shit, being like- Because of my incredible. son, who I would never really think about would he be into that type of shit. That's but very the drummer cool. and stuff, you know? Like, I mean, so, you know, three-piece band, as you know. Yeah. And fucking- Original Alkaline Trio, yeah. And Green <laughs> Day. Exactly. Exactly. Um, OGs. OGs. They're probably like one of the first big bands with three people, I would, th I would say. They're- I don't know who else. A pinnacle. Well, the police. Ah, shit. Okay, fucking, yeah, I Fucking, you know, Primus. Fucking, like, okay, you know. Okay, the OG. Yeah, got, okay, all right, all no, right. no, no, totally. Those guys are, they're an OG, <laughs> OG famous three-piece okay. and whatever. All, you know, each one more fucking proficient at their instrument than the next guy, right? Insane shit. I'm a big fan. Big fan since forever, you know? And, and before you tell the story, I want to preface it by saying that I've seen a couple of things online about these type of things. 
where it's mostly dudes asking women to name a song of the shirt they're wearing. You never see dudes asking dudes. It's some weird thing with like people trying to check women's credentials of what they know about the t-shirt they're wearing. It always seems to be that style. Maybe I'm wrong for the listeners. Maybe I've seen the wrong things, but it always seems like it's a guy trying to call it a woman for her credibility of a shirt. Because God forbid a woman knows anything about music or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, just, it's just interesting to me like that. That's, and, the, and it's often older dudes looking at younger chicks, wearing the band shirt and just being like, name name three songs or whatever. But in and, and the, and, and the defense of that, you know, there are stores that carry, right. you know, Ramones and Misfits shirts as like people think they're fashion, don't know anything about them, like Urban Outfit, just different places that were carrying these shirts. Sure. People don't know that from a fucking other shirt. <laughs> And think it's just this cool, you know what I'm saying? Like a CBGB shirt. People never been there, heard of it. That, that's been the tale for the past 10, 20 years. We've known that. Totally. That's and, a whole and, thing. And in our generation, you could see it, a guy on the street go, oh, she got a Fagazi shirt on. What's up? And you knew automatically you were, you were in tune with the same kind of shit. Totally. Or a punk shirt. But nowadays, there are so many people wearing different band shirts because it's kind of a fashion thing, right? But that doesn't mean... Every person wearing a shirt doesn't know, and you had that that happened to you. And that's exactly right. <laughs> and I, I, I love the story. And then what happened? After, this is a great story. It was good. Shit. Have you told us in the podcast yet? I have. Fuck, not on this one. Sorry, no. not on this, this one. This is one not of on this chance one. exclusive. Okay, it sure is. Sure is. All right, so go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've had this one rush shirt that I've worn a fuck. To, I've literally had it since I was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, we get a drink. You want to drink? Wear it all the time. I'm chilling. Thank you so much. I wear it all the time. <laughs> Great shirt, it's gray, you know, whatever, Rush logo on it, it's chilling. And I was walking down the street. Ah, he's popping it. He's popping it. Liquid death, quench your thirst. Um, I'm wearing the Rush shirt, walking down the street, and then some some random dude, like, literally just goes, hey, name one album. What does this guy look like? He was, I want to, not to profile him, but, you know, he was uh, He was a large white man, in, maybe in his 60s. Beard? No beard. Okay, okay. No beard. But like, you know, kind of just, you know, standing there. And why there. would this guy even give a fuck? Why would he give a fuck? But little did he know he picked the wrong bitch. He just picked the <laughs> wrong bitch. So I'm did there. Did you walk up? Were you close to him? Like He was, he probably said that, he probably said, hey, name one album when he was like maybe 15 feet away from me. He like kind of like yelled it. And then I, I don't know. He was by himself? He was by himself. I, I wish, wish there film, were people dude. around this. Oh, dude. dude. And I just like, I, you know, I, by the way, I'm a, not a confrontational person at yeah, I can all. Yeah, I can totally see that. I, like, I would be the first to just be like, huh, whatever, keep walking and then think like, go fuck yourself in my yeah. head. But he got me on the wrong day, you know? And I just like, <laughs> I love Rush so much and I'm such a fucking nerd and I'm just like, and I play bass in a power trio, so don't even fucking try to yeah, fuck with me on Rush right now. So I was just like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay and then i proceeded to rattle off like seven rush records and then i said oh what you want them in chronological order you fucked with the wrong bitch <laughs> and he just looked at me like he he didn't say anything he was just like his eyes were bugging out Did of he his stop? head like he, was just he definitely he stopped and i kept walking and i was just like you know like i, I you know it was like I was seeing red, like yeah. minor threat. You know what yes. I mean? I was kind of like, I don't know. I was just like, what the? Because that's never happened to me. Yeah. Because people, I think, know. I mean, obviously, you don't know if I'm just like some blonde chick walking down the street with a band shirt. You don't know that I play fucking bass. Yeah, you fucking rip, And like, yeah. I'm really obsessed with rock and roll and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't know that just by looking at me. 
But it's just never happened to me. So I was just like, oh, like the thing that happens to young women is happening to me? Like, no. Like, you know, like, I don't know. He caught me at the wrong moment. And so right after that happened, I'm walking down the street. I was just like, you know, that's so fucking funny. I'm just going to like make a video recounting that basically. And like, I just did it. You did that day? Oh, that like, you know, five minutes later, not even like three minutes later. And I was just like, so I'm walking down the street and this guy, you know, and whatever. And I tell the whole story and I just put it on Instagram. Just Instagram story or something? No, it was my, it was a reel. Okay. And I put it on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, you're on TikTok? Okay. Yeah. Because I thought it was fucking funny. And then this shit just like blew up crazy viral million hits. How fast? Fast. Like 24 really hours fast. in 24 hours. It probably had like fucking, you know, well over a quarter of a million on both. Has any platforms. of your shit blown up like that before? Never, never, never in my wow. life. And it just got to like, it got, well, and it got to rush, which was the wild How soon part. did it get to rush? You think that night? So this, I put that shit up at like f- three or 4 PM. And by that evening, rush had DM'd me the band rush, the band rush who Instagram you know, rush yeah <laughs> and they you know what they say they said uh, they said hey Karina this video is hilarious can you send us your mailing address we have something we'd like to send you and I shat myself wow. and I was like wait what like what the fuck and then I posted that and everybody was like wait what you posted the conversation well I just posted like yeah like the little fucking thing just being like yo this is escalating quickly and then people were like, hold up, what? And then everybody's like speculating, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? I'm like, yo, maybe Getty Lee is sending me a base right now. That shit is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But anyway, then like three weeks later, I get in the mail, the Getty Lee big book of base or big, beautiful book of base or whatever. That's and he, cool. And he fucking signed it for me. Saying, oh my God. Karina, you know, keep rocking or whatever. Some like Dude. handwritten note. And I was just like, holy fucking shit. Getty Lee sent me something that's so fucking sick. You posted that? I did. I that's did. That's fucking cool. It was just sick. Where do they live? Toronto. Okay. Fucking Canada. They're a Canadian I did not rock know band. that, man. Isn't that crazy? Okay. They're one of the greatest Canadian exports, if you ask me. Fuck. They're fucking out here. <laughs> so he sent, they sent you that. So they sent me that. And, and, and what cha- when something goes viral, like what does that do? It just more it, eyes on you, everything else? You know, just- I definitely like your your Instagram just fills up with like, it just says like, so-and-so started following you from you your lot, reel. You got a lot of followers from it. From your reel. From your reel. Okay. From your, as opposed to like, normally I just get followers and it just says so-and-so followed you. Now it's like- Start getting followers. Yeah. And it's all like, it, which is funny because like normally like I'm so ensconced in this fish world that everybody's fucking like screen name or whatever has something to do with fish. Wow. And then all of a sudden it all has something to do with Rush. rush. So I just like, you know, fly by night 2112 started following you those are those are <laughs> fucking rush records um, <laughs> and whatever i'm just like oh shit this this escalated quickly like what the fuck wow. so now i have all these rush fans who follow me and it's really funny dude so you got the thing and then there's no contact after that that was it that was Posted it that, that i was mean it. like you know i could Did rush follow you rush followed me wow and they follow like 50 people or something so i was just like oh shit that's it's chill you know fucking amazing it definitely like you know like um I, there, there were definitely like a bunch of like rock musicians I want to say who like f- wrote to me that okay. I didn't know and like were like yo I saw I I I found out about you from the video that's cool but then I checked out your shit and your shit's awesome so that's, that's cool. like that's what you want to happen that's totally from something what you like want. that it's funny like you know that shit that was like pure comedy you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it makes me and I haven't like posted anything like funny like that since, since then. then. Cause, but that's the thing. It was authentic. It was totally, real. Yeah, it just happened. Like yeah. I think in your like, I don't 
think in my daily life to make shit like that. You no. know what I mean? Because I don't know. It's just like not where my head's at. I'd rather be like practicing music or like fucking hanging out with friends or whatever. But it's crazy something like that. Yeah. They got the attention to rush and now they follow you and they, they probably checked out your shit too. Yeah. Yeah. And That's they repost so- it and, and there were like these photos of me playing in that Rush shirt. Like mm-hmm. they go way back that like I had like I saw know, those years ago had tagged Rush and in they, those and photos they and then them? they like reposted those Wow, all in the same breath. You know what I mean? So I was just like, whoa, that's so that's like so cool. I'm geeked on that. Just Do they ever play in New York? Well, here's the thing. Rush is no longer. Okay. Because the drummer, Neil. Okay. Passed. That's right. So it's very, rest very sad. Right. So yeah. Rest in peace, Neil. Jesus Christ. One of the best to ever Your do perk? it. Neil Peart. Okay, okay. Or Peart. Peart, okay. Uh, depends on who you ask, but, okay. you know. <laughs> uh, but the other two, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, uh, they've sprung up at shit. You know, they sprung up at the, uh, the like, there was this crazy South Park anniversary concert last year. And they were two there? of them. Wow. At Red Rocks. And it was Ween and Primus and, like, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone creators Damn. and all that shit. And fucking Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, like, came. That's cool. And came out with all that. What I was not there. Crazy ass voice, man. Oh, dude, crazy voice. Fuck. You fuck with pavement at all? I, I know pavement. <laughs> There's a fucking line in a pavement song. Because what about the voice of Getty Lee? How did it get so high? Do you <laughs> think he speaks like an ordinary guy? Wow. And then some other guy goes, I know him, and he does. And then he goes, <laughs> and that's just my fact checking, cuz. <laughs> oh wow. So that's you know. So he really speaks like that. I mean. Oh, I saw him perform somewhere. What the fuck? Did they do the tribute to um, Taylor Hawkins? Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. I was there. I oh, fucking dude. saw him sing at the forum. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, the singer Rush. His voice, yeah. His voice I is d- fucking crazy, dude. I did see him. That was crazy. You're right. Oh, the men who hold high places. How, fucking crazy. How old dude. is that dude? It's <sighs> a great question, Toby. Fucking still killing it though. Sixty-eight. Like I don't Stig- know. Stigma style. Right. A hundred percent. Doing it like Vinny. Oh show. So now you're in your first U.S. kind of tour, headlining. My solo. first like real U.S. headlining tour. I've done runs before. Mm-hmm. Definitely never headlined the West Coast. It's my first time, which is That's cool. Exciting. I've headlined like the Southeast, Northeast yeah. for sure, but not not this many in a row. Not these kind of rooms. Like, where's the is, show Saturday at? It's at the Venice West. Venice. That's close to here. Yeah, you know that okay, room. That's like yeah. Okay, no, I don't know about it, but I, I don't it. either. But I'm hype, and it's that's like, exciting. It should be great. I'm stoked. You know. So how many songs you play? It's a great question, Toby, because you know. We sort of follow in this jam band lineage, right? Where sometimes you play one song for a, a while. What? And see where we'll the be fuck Joyride? it goes. Joyride, we don't jam. We okay. don't jam on Joyride. Uh, okay. But like All That You Wanted, wow. fucking total sing-songy song, you know? And then at the end, it can go some places, you know? City Kids, the song you love so much. So this, will be my fir- this will be my first kind of jam thing I see. It's jammy, you know? It's 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 jam adjacent, okay. as they say. You know what I mean? Because I'm not... The last thing I am is a jam band with a capital J. That's fucking okay. the opposite of what I do. But there's there's chances I take up there where okay. like sometimes we can get going on something. Okay. And, and then you don't know what's gonna happen so I'm excited yeah, i want to say I'll, I'll probably play like 13 songs okay or some shit you know and then maybe and less. how many hours though <laughs> yeah good point what's a long set what's it like a long i play like 90 minutes to an hour 40 that's, tops. that's cool yeah totally i try to you know and that's the other thing like seeing so much live music and, and yeah. recently i definitely i i like seeing and that's again like you know Leave them wanting more. I like that. You know, there's definitely something about that. And, I, you know, I could play two hours plus, you know, yeah. easy. But I, I don't want to do that. That's the other, another thing that a lot of jam bands do is they play two sets and have no opener. 
Whoa. That's a huge thing. Fish, nobody opens for fish. They it's play. Hard. It's hard as shit. Yeah. And you don't have to fuck with anybody else's gear on your stage or yeah, anything. Yeah, that's crazy. But I am very much not that. Okay. You know, so I always play one set, which is, again, people in my world like raise an eyebrow at that. They're like, oh, really? It's not an evening with you? I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to have an awesome opener. And by the way, I have this band, Gorilla Toss, who you should check out. Where are they from? They're from New York. Well, they started, they went to school together in Boston, but then they okay. moved to New York. They're signed to Sub Pop. Sick. It's like fucking hyper. It's crazy. It's like somewhere between like it's like psychedelic punk music. Okay. It's fucking crazy. And with a so female female front woman. Great. Crazy cool shit. Really catchy songs. Um, but they're my dear friends, and like I like begged them to open this door. Oh, that's cool. And I was so geeked when they said yes. You okay. know what I mean? It's like one of those things where like I just have so much respect for them, and I love them so awesome. fucking much. So and it kicks off Saturday or Friday. Kicks off Friday in San Diego. Oh, that's right. And then we come back to LA. And then I'm stoked. San, Di- uh, San Francisco. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm stoked too. My first LA show. Like, so you guys crazy. got a van, a trailer? We got a van, no trailer. Sick. That's just okay. took all the seats out the back. <laughs> ah, I did that before. I've been there. It's pretty sick. You've it's been great. Like, uh, and what are those vans that have no seats? Uh, oh, yeah. The ones that are just like for like back painters or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I had that. Like with a mattress, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cargo van. Cargo van. That's it. Damn. With no windows and shit. Brutal. That's wild. No, we don't do that. This is like <laughs> a normal, like it's like a twenty twenty three. Yeah, right. It's like a sprinter van. Yeah. Where like you take it. I just leave. Sprinter vans are sick. Sprinters are great. They're high top. You don't feel like you're it's suffocating. The rage. Yeah, it's cool. All the kids are using it these days. Kids love that shit. <laughs> I'm trying to stay in tune with the kids. You, you have any tattoos? Zero. Zero. That's fucking sick. You want to give me one? No, but that's kind of <laughs> sick. You don't have any. Would you ever get one? Ink free, baby. I'm that's ink cool. free. You but never wanted one. I never wanted one. I never wanted one. I don't know. I just. I well, you know. No, I sort of, cool. I don't know. I feel it's like cool you made it through the world without it. It's kind of crazy, right? World, yeah. I know. You're still young though. It could happen. I know it could happen. I don't really, I feel like I, I'm this old. <laughs> old I'm in my late twenties without them. I'm kind of like, kind of good. It kind of made it through. Yeah. I love them though. I love, I, yours yeah. are fucking sick. Thank dude. you. Thank and obviously you. Jake, you know, wins a lot of tattoo awards for, oh, you know, he being a fucking one. nut job. A unicorn, a horse of himself on his back. Yeah. Like once you have yourself as a half man, half motorcycle on your own back, that's yeah. that's kind of goaded. I don't Good know. Unicorn. Yeah. Some weird shit. You rainbows. have crazy shit though going no, on, right? Not that. Not that crazy. I but. mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like your ass is fully tattooed. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. That's Prince, gangster. Prince and Robert Smith. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Like that's you gotta like that's amazing. I got some shit. <laughs> yeah, my dog. I mean, maybe I'll get <laughs> Prince and Robert Smith on my ass, <laughs> so I can be like. You liked him that much. I love Prince that much. Yeah, I, lo- Prince I love, fire, I love Robert Smith, but not, you Prince know. Prince is incredible. What an incredible musician, underrated guitar player. Everything, oh, my God. Man. Nobody even talks about it like that. It's it's oh, on a man. whole other level. I want to go to Paisley Park. That's my next goal. Yeah, right? I've ne- never been there. Dude. It came up on my feet. I saw the other day. It looks so cool. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. My wife almost grabbed Prince's ass. We have a picture she pulled the other day. Come on. We were on stage at Jimmy Kimmel, and he was like right in front of her, and he has this cute little, he had a cute little butt. And my wife was like reaching her hand. I said, in the security, I said, they're going to get fucking, give me this kicked out. Don't oh t-. She was going to touch his ass, but she didn't do it. Get he was like right out. in front of us, man. I'm shook. He I'm was shook. so cute, man. That's so insane. Beautiful human, dude. I mean, wrote the greatest music. There, you can't even say, in, we need a whole podcast about Prince because that's how fucking great he is. You know? I know. Was. I still cry when I watch Purple Rain. Oh, of course. You Incredible fucking movie, it's man. It's unbelievable. No, I, I definitely love Prince enough to get him tattooed on my ass. But I'm probably not Let's going go. to, but I appreciate. I got something to do for you. Yeah. Let's maybe we just like split and go do that. <laughs> it's like Ma, I went to LA. 
I, I got I got my ass tattooed. I just thought that was a good spot to start. What is um? You have like a top five favorite artist or musician or anybody like that or anybody you really really love that truly inspired you? I mean, how much time you got? You know what I mean? It's hard to it's hard. It's like a number one. Well, it's hard to quantify in that uh, way, you okay. know what I mean? Because Prince is so up there, like okay. you know what I mean. I don't know. I, I, I would, I would. Let's start there. Separate, like, because this is like, you know, for me, like Led Zeppelin, goaded, huge, yeah. you know, so, you know, so many like classic seminal yeah. bands, right? But the guy that like, kind of is, <laughs> he's not my guy, but like the one that like I really think that the way he approaches records and his career and all this, you know, shit. It's super inspiring for me is Beck. Wow. Beck Nobody's is, ever said in the podcast. I mean, so. and that's, that's cool though. And that's not me saying that Beck is my favorite artist of all time in no, any no, no, regard. No. Cause like, you know, Prince is, I mean, Beck is no Prince, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'll say about Beck is that every record so different, mm. so diverse, and yet you still hear him. Yeah, that's a good point. Through every fucking thing, you know, and to me, like, you know, he underrated kind of really speaks about Beck a lot. To be I'm honest. obsessed with him. I'm okay. obsessed with him. And Midnight Vultures, like this record, you know, it's it's a crazy dance record with like crazy lyrics and crazy sounds yeah. and whatever. And then you know you put that out, but then you put out Sea Change, which is like mellow and acoustic okay. and song forward and like all this. I love shit. an artist can do that and not be afraid I, to try different things. That's the thing. That's the not thing. making the same record over and over again. He's free, you know what I mean. Yeah. And like I think, I think you know, and and you know, we keep, t- we don't keep doing it, but like we mentioned, Ween so many times on this podcast. Love Ween. Right? I'm obsessed with Ween for the same reason. Okay. And and I'm I'm drawn to shit like that. People who don't put themselves in a box. Yeah. People who defy convention. People who fucking just, you know, reinvent themselves. Yeah. But it's still them at their core. Every totally. record, every song. It I can love sound that. completely different. And that's what, you know, I'm a genre genre fluid person. Like I'm yeah. fucking just out here loving so much music in so many different directions. And not putting yourself in a box. I, I it's the last thing I want to do. That's where often bands do that and they have to do that. I know. And feel like the need to do that, you know? Or they could start like a side project and try something else that they really want to get off their chest or get out. Sure. But like some bands, yeah, they, they make the same record over and over again. Like it's just the part of the machine, the touring cycle, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, I would feel like that would get tired totally. for me it personally. It becomes a job too. Yeah, which is like the second this becomes a job, I'm out. Yeah. Like I'm ready to, you know, I'll work in real estate. I'll fucking, I'll become yeah. a college professor, you know? Yeah, why not? I kid, I kid. But I'm saying though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, interesting man. doing this like because we love it so much and yeah. can't really picture doing much else anything else man i mean you you get it's crazy it. it's it is crazy and I'm, once I, you get bit by that bug i feel like yeah it's hard to look back you know my so, band's gonna be 30 my band's gonna be older than you next year that's crazy 30 come on next year man it's and y'all sound crazy. so good like Thank it's you. ridiculous and i love seeing max up there and i just like it was so fun for me to see you guys at terminal five and no, like, that was fun i know all the songs yeah, I'm so deep, dude. I'm fucking like, <laughs> I'm like out here just having put on all those shows no, over true, the years. True. I don't know. It's really cool to see. Thank you. And you guys sound so fucking dope. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really, feel like we're like a, a new band. You kind of reborn band. Incredible. You know? First time feeling, I'll talk about the podcast, but yeah, newborn, new band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Thank you. Very, very stoked. Let's go fucking sauna. Let's go.
It's nice. It's going to be a little cold out there, but yeah, I'm down. I'm ready. Plunging at night's kind of ill. Dude, is it night? What happened? But it's still, though. It's still not that. It's like probably like 65 out, whatever. All right. We can, we can fuck You're with that. As long as we go into the sauna first, no, you right? Do, no, you do the first, yeah. So then you just it's get hot. It's hot, cold, hot, then, cold. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. And then bada You're not, you're not scared? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever do the polar bear shit with uh, Jake? No, I've never done I that. I want to do it now. And now I'm so conditioned with this shit. Yeah, right. I could totally do it. I want to do that. That's a goal. That's sick. Run a marathon and do the polar bear club. Oh my God. Yeah, you're running these days, yeah. right? Dude, do you, I see Do you it. run? No, but I should start, right? I'm surprised you ever did a Manhattan marathon, girl. I fucking should, dude. You should put that on a goal list. Honestly, not the worst Because you run idea. through all the boroughs and shit. Like, right. it's awesome. Oh, it'd be cool as fuck. Do you work out at all? I like I'll I do Pilates. That's legit, man. That's real shit. That's legit. You yeah, know? my I, wife did that. I definitely I I go through. Fa- I need to get more regimented with my shit because I'll like go on tour and fuck it all. Do nothing. Really do nothing. No, and then I'll real. come back and then I'll just be. Well, you're like, running the whole show. You're doing all the business, probably the books, everything, everything, the merch. You do everything, dude. And like try to be a compelling front woman. Yeah, all that for two it's hours. A lot. It's you a know, lot, man. yeah, it's a fucking lot. Definitely, and lifting merch and doing this and fucking, you know, all. But you gotta make time for yourself too. It's important, mental health, all that shit. Definitely, which I do, which I definitely do, but it doesn't involve uh, physical like. You have, actual... no, you have no saunas or spas you go to in Manhattan. I definitely do. Okay, cool. Oh, I cool, definitely cool, do. Cool. Yeah, no, there's a place called Bathhouse in Williamsburg. Okay, I'm nice. obsessed with there's a lot of there's <laughs> I, I fuck with a cold plunge. I like so you take care of you do that shit. Oh, I yeah. definitely do all that shit. And yeah. and but you know, I, I'm a card carrying Equinox member. Don't get me twisted. Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, <laughs> the, again, these things like they fall by the wayside sometimes I when I come back from tour and then I'm just like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then I'm like, I have to rest for like three days to get my shit it's together. True. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Get back on it, fall back off of it, get back on it. It's, for sure. it's weird. And it's fucked up because I've always been so like naturally thin. Yeah. With, with this crazy metabolism. Like I eat like a fucking You whatever animal, you want. Anything I want. You have a good diet or just whatever? I have a great diet, okay. I would say, but- Having said that, like I'll eat twelve cookies after dinner, yeah, and be good to go. Got you your know? cookie too. I got one over here. Thank yeah. you, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't help in terms of like inspiring you to be like on like a workout grind when you yeah, just. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like my friends who like really have to fight against being fat. That's what gets you to the fucking gym every day. You know yeah. what I mean? And I respect the shit out of that. You totally. know what I mean? And I've just like sort of never had that. I've been skinny as a fucking whole rail. metabolism. Yeah. Are your so parents skinny too? Skinny as shit. Yeah. Oh. But they, I mean like, well, again, they, was your dad run? No. Okay. 77. He walks at least five miles a day. Yeah. I got friends. Dads live out there too. They're still walking like crazy. Walking like crazy. And they go down to the river every day. That's like, they're like, or central park and shit like that. Yeah. That's like their meditation. They like go down to the river walk all the way down. even in the winter too oh yeah they it's bundle up sick. they get fucking crunk with it it's cool. wild <laughs> i love them for it yeah and by the way i like definitely walk at least ten thousand steps i'm a day, sure oh, you know? steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh 100 that's the thing about living in new york too like you can't help it yeah you know so like everywhere you go everywhere you go so at least that i mean i'm definitely active but like am i breaking a sweat every day definitely not <laughs> on stage you are though on stage i am in a big way <laughs> soaking wet um how many hours of sleep you get at night when you're home as many as humanly So you sleep, you sleep good at home. I sleep like a mofo. I cool. even, you know, honestly, I do pretty well on tour too. And I've been known to, uh, this is kind of fucked up, but we call it the death crack. Okay. Because like, you know, in a van where you put your feet, like yeah. which is where you're sitting, I have been known to like put a sleeping bag down there. And like if I sleep in a fucked up way at night, like and I don't get enough sleep, 
I will get into the van, say good morning, everyone, and then pass the fuck out until we get to the venue on the floor. Yeah, my wife did that. I have been known to do that. It's called the death crack. We call it the death crack. They're like, ah, Karina's in the death crack. So. (laughs) Which is terrible. So on an airplane, where in between the seats where your feet go. Yeah. That's where my wife goes. I love that. So I guess that's a death crack. I didn't totally. even know that. So I, she, she'll get pillows and sleep there on long flights. She'll lay. So we have to put our feet on where the, me and my son will face this way on yeah. the seats. My wife be on the floor, like laying on the floor with planes. Crazy. I have done that many she times. She can sleep anywhere, dude. I love that. She can sleep anywhere. 100%. I, I'll, you know what? Like I, I'll get it. If I'm tired enough, I feel like I'll pass out. But there are times, especially on the road, especially like, you know, I do. I have a front of house engineer who travels with us. Nice. And a lighting Smart. guy. Ooh, you know, so we got. Girl. I know. I'm, I'm, and I'm a out road here. crew. So just two crew, three okay. band. Three band, two okay. crew. So, you know, and but I still tour manage the whole thing. Sick. So there's a lot, you know, I don't know. I feel like. And also the adrenaline, the whole fucking nine. Yeah. Like I'll get wired on that shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. then sometimes. It's hard to go to sleep at night. Really too. hard to go to sleep at night. But you know what I am addicted to? Baths. Okay, at a hotel. I yeah, wherever, hotel yeah. wherever we're staying. Blah blah blah. That blah, relaxes like, you. I will seek that shit out, and okay. I'm actually we now I have a few musician friends, including like some fucking you know some people who are a lot more famous than I am, who now we have fucking Bathaholics Anonymous. Wow. And people now I'm like whoa because I super can understand like you know like Eminem addicted to sleeping pills. Totally get that. Totally understand why. Mm. You know what I mean? And like the bath is the fucking thing that takes the edge off, man. Okay. That's what I think the sauna is for me and the cold punch. Same it's shit. It's a weird thing. It's yeah. the same shit. You see, I see really good from this stuff. It's unbelievable. And that, it relaxes. So a hot bath, it's chill bubble bath, you know, or whatever. anywhere, like I have taken some questionable baths in mm. questionable tubs. You know what I mean? Okay. And people are like, te- like literally to the point where like you wake up on tour and then everybody meets like you lobby still, call and people are like, tell me you didn't take a bath last you night. Did, yeah. You're still dirty from the bath. Yeah. Dirty, right. Dirty people are like, tub. tell me you didn't do it. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, I did it. Like, <laughs> it's super hot bath, hot fucking bath. dude. Yeah, and it just good. like, it's good for the wind down. It's good for like your muscles. That's I feel true. like it just is like a come down mechanism when mm. you're not a pothead. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause my boys, like they just fucking smoke a shit ton of All weed time, and yeah. go to sleep, which is awesome. You, I'm jealous. Like, I know you're like, but I don't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I'll eat a pizza <laughs> and take a fucking hot bath. I love it. And that'll, you that'll sleep help. good from that. Yeah. I sleep good. From Interesting, that. man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes, dude. Do you take baths at home too though? Oh, every night. Okay, cool. I'm a shower in the morning, bath at night. Sick. Kind of broad. It's pretty hard. It's pretty Bubble hard. bath? Sometimes, but not even a prerequisite. Oils I don't, and scent and shit like that. Or people I, I get shit. down. I get down. Okay, like, but, you cool. know, I definitely like, you know, the whole Epsom salt Pamper grind. Yourself, yeah. I get on that shit. Oh, okay. yeah. Big time. Big time. But Good. no, I mean, there is never a time at home where I'm not taking a bath okay, before okay. I go to bed. Even if I get home at three in the morning. Damn. I'm going in. So that's your, that's your thing. That's like a fucking thing. And of course, on tour, sometimes you're staying at somebody's house or whatever, or a hotel room with a fucking shower, like whatever. Sick. Sometimes you can't do it. But I notice the difference in sleep. Big time. Pretty sick. I think you should get like a bathtub tattoo or something. Maybe we do that next to Prince. Yeah. Prince in the bathtub. (laughs) Prince in the bathtub. His head sticking out. That's fucked up. Oh my God. Shout out to Prince. Shout out Prince. Shout out to you for being here. Thank you so much. This is awesome. People can find you on social media. You check all your messages. You like everybody's comments. <laughs> I try You're not on to. that shit. You need to shut that shit off and get off the grid. I know, right? It's hard though. I know. I'm gonna I'm I'm you know, twenty twenty four. Is that what we're going into? Yeah, for sure. Gonna try and, you know, cut back on that it's shit. Hard. I know, me too. It's I hard. try. This is good because we didn't, we were off our phones for almost two hours. Isn't that amazing? Sick. We're we missed s- and we missed nothing. 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 
You missed nothing. Unless it's an emergency or something. I don't know. But. Sure. Hopefully not. I think we're But we're I feel chilling. like I could talk to you for hours. We should do a, we'll do a part two someday. Part two, dude. Just about all kinds of shit. So stoked to talk to you and thank you. I'm so glad you don't know anything about fucking fish. That's the yeah, I learned thing. a lot. I'm so stoked. I, that's my takeaway. That's my gems from today. <laughs> I know so much about fish. It's and the listeners up. too. We've never talked about f- fish. 260 episodes in ever. Dude, so many people for the listeners. are listening and crossing their arms and being like, No, there could be some fish fans shit. like, why did Toby ever mention fish? <laughs> and now he fucking does uh, Scoopy and Russ. Dude, too. Yo, but don't box me in. Number one, yeah. that's not all I like. I know. <laughs> no, you but know. that's, I know, totally. That's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Your man. favorite hip hop act? I mean, how much time you I got? mean, New York is your favorite hip hop. Tribe, Tribe and Beasties. Okay. Are like Great. my, like Mount Rushmore. Okay. Love that. That's like, kind of paramount to me Respect. but i mean so much so much biggie, so beastie, biggie yeah of course you know i like the old school shit in did a lot you like way. um de la soul love de la soul love nas biggie All wu-tang bring it bring it 36 chambers for fucking life mob deep big time all the old shit. I love yeah. the old shit. In terms of new shit, we were just talking about Vince Staples before. I yeah. fucking love Vince yeah. Staples. Yeah. Big Fish Theory. We were talking about it. Thinking so you listen, you listen to new hip hop too? 100%. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. Like, like Tyler the Creator and stuff love like that? Tyler. Okay. Love. I love when Odd Future was like the thing. Like I was hype on Odd Future. That's when they awesome. Came out for sure. And I like still love um, Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt, yeah. And, you know, all, Domo Genesis, all those guys. Like I like to see like what they do post, That's cool. post all that what about shit. like a Kendrick? Love. I mean, Kendrick incredible, is the goat. Man. Let's not even try to. Pretend. I just saw Drake two weeks ago. My son, it was incredible with the form. Like incredible. He's got, he's got bangers, Drake. <sighs> Tell me about it. But he, I love Kendrick, J Cole. Um, I think it's wild that you know they're because I love Drake. Now I love Drake because when Drake was popping off, I was sort of just like, wait, what? No, uh, I don't know. Like I was a little. Is he singing? Like, is he rapping? Is he R and B? Is what? I was kind of just not. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what? But now I'm like, she said, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm like deep now. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I get it. Like that's fucking catchy as fuck. You so know? catchy. I'm here for it. You know, he just it's seems, a rolling, yeah. not a stop. Watch it. Don't ever stop. Like, fuck. Yeah. You and know, you Beppy goes hard. Like, it is. You listen to the 21 Savage Drake album too? 100%. Great. My buddy has a cut on that. My really? buddy, yeah, that song, Major Distribution. I know that song, yeah. Um, wow. It's like all piano-y and shit. The Damn. kid, this is a guy, his name, shout out Elijah Fox. Okay. And remember the name. Cause Elijah Fox. Elijah Fox plays on my song, Elevator. Okay. And uh, he's a gifted keyboard player and songwriter producer all these things but like literally fucking they sampled that shit oh wow and it was an instrumental that he put out and they found it and they rapped over it and now this kid is now he's blowing up that's it's cool, ridiculous man. but he's worked with the coolest people and he, he plays with yusuf days who's a fucking incredible you know more leaning in the jazz side of things but like contemporary fucking okay. cool cool as fuck shit okay, like kind awesome. of some of the coolest music that like i've ever heard would like, you like to play in a hip-hop record too I'd fucking love to. That'd be kind of sick. I would literally love to. No, I'm a yeah, all that and like I don't know. We we talk. It's part of like you growing up in New York too. It's just part of the soundtrack of your life too. Living in New York doing all that stuff. And even being young and hearing the Beastie Boys for the first time, I was like, this is the sound. You know, you're jealous of me because your girlfriend is cat and like you know all these all money making Manhattan. That's dude. Legends uh, from Manhattan. Eighth and Forty Deuce, like all these things. I was just like, dude, like, yes, dude. Like, I don't know. Huge, huge, huge fan. I saw the I, I was in town when they did the uh, street for them, mm. but I was leaving to go play Jersey. I wanted to go. They look amazing. So sick. Were you in town for that? I wasn't. 
Oh, it's so super... cool. Man. Right in front of Paul's Boutique. I know. I that was know. a legendary day moment, too. That was beautiful. So cool. It sucks when nervous. Do you ever see the Beastie Boys live? Yes. I saw cool. I saw their last, at that Bonnaroo that I got fucking taken to by Fish. They were there. They were there, and it was their wow. last show ever. That's fucked. Fuck. And they brought out Nas. Damn. And that shit was insane. And I'm Damn. 15 just knowing how fucking cool. that shit was the most next level shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm just That's like, sick. this is so insane. You saw the last show. Last wow. show ever, yeah. And I got to say, MCA's death, like in terms of celebrity deaths, that one really fucked me up. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but like, man. Because you love him so much. Because yeah. I love him so much. I don't know. He's like, a, I don't know. And of, of the three, like his voice, like the timbre of his voice. Yeah. It's like something about it, you know? He's awesome, man. So good. So good. So yes, hip hop through and through. Metal through and through. Everything. Not going to lie to you. Like Jam bands jazz, through and through. Jazz. All of it, you know? Classical? Big time. Funk. Old school 70s funk. Okay. Huge for me. You know, like all this Your shit. old soul. Yeah, man. <laughs> My son listens to classical only when he drives. He loves classical driving. It keeps him calm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's very interesting. Otherwise, like Slipknot, fucking Fit for Knot Tops and these crazy ass <laughs> bands. Let's go. But classical in the car. That's so cool. My yeah, da- that's what my dad listened to when he was writing when mm. I was growing up. Like that, that was the first music I heard. Yeah, you know, like they, my parents didn't turn me onto the Beatles or the Stones or any normal shit that people from their generation would be turning onto their children. Yeah, or rather, turning their children onto. But uh, <laughs> but fucking classical was played in my house a shit ton because that's cool. fi- like when you're writing, that makes a lot of sense, it's relaxing, right? Man. It's relaxing and it's you know no lyrics. That's whatever. another genre of music my son opened my mind to for sure. Is that that's very cool and like death metal and like um, black metal and Norwegian all that stuff he listens to yeah, like, he's deep right that's cool yeah we gotta talk about that i feel like i got he'll a be lot. home soon he'll be talking to your ear for a second let's go <laughs> does he, he does he fuck with slayer of course he's a man. slayer guy okay cool. you huge huge like i was never a big fan he turned me on I, I knew them i knew their songs but like then he yeah <laughs> now i fuck with him wait so like i know i'm about to extend this interview even that's longer okay. but i have a question for you like you know growing up punk rock that's your hip-hop shit. too and hip-hop right yeah but metal, like I get metal, like if you come from a punk rock place and that that's the shit, metal can look so goofy and so put on. Yes. And shit. And is that how you guys saw it? Like when that shit was coming out? Like Probably, was it yeah, like, it was really, just like, what the fuck, these guys? That's like, too metal for me. Even, even like, even like at first, like, I guess Madball is like the hardest. People would say they were metal back then, but they're hardcore to me. They'd always be hardcore. But that was hard. That was the hardest music I ever heard in my life back then. Like sure. that kind of shit. Gnostic Front. Yeah. Even Sick of It All in those bands. Like this is really hard and aggressive. Definitely. Obviously I knew Metallica and heard those songs and thought they were they were cool, but it was a different world. It was such a far away world for me when it really wasn't. Meanwhile, these guys were in misfit shirts and knowing about <laughs> hardcore. Do you know what I mean? But like, oh, I, I guess I have my, like, my blinders on of punk rock and hardcore and hip hop. Then as I get older and hearing some Metallica and some skate videos, shit like that, and then I don't know, just everything. Everything's so like connected in such a small world. Sure. So I got open minded to it way way later in life. That's awesome. But I was just like metalheads, nah nah nah. Nah, you know? yeah yeah. It's that like makes same thing with jocks, metalheads, whatever. Just all the different stereotypes in the eighties and right. shit. I can I can see that. It's really. Interesting. I didn't hate it. Just wasn't on my radar. Right. You know, I when I when I thought about metal, I thought about like people getting fucked up and drinking and partying and sure. And being crazy, and that was in a different, you know, straight edge world. I don't know. Definitely, it's no. It's really interesting, and it's interesting to me, like being like a bit younger than you, and and like you know, uh, yeah, seeing all this, sh- like you know, you lived those years, right, in yeah. the eighties and nineties. You saw this shit as it was happening, totally. Whereas I'm here, you know, almost like a music like historian. You or some are shit. though. You got a lot of knowledge, man. Absorbing it 
after it's already been done. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the birth of jazz, the birth of hip hop, the birth yeah. of metal, the birth of funk, all when these Appetite things. for Destruction came out, that changed everything. I was like, what is this shit? Sure. It was glam rock before that, you know? And then after that was grunge and just... All of it, you know? Yeah. And I, and I find myself being drawn to so much. Like, there's... Like, I love I love grunge and I yeah. love fucking guns I, I love it now, too. Totally. And all that shit. And it's just like, I wonder what I would have been like were I a kid in the early 90s yeah. growing up and seeing this shit happen. Just like what I was saying with Drake when I, like, when Drake first came out i was kind of yeah. like what the fuck is this and now here i am softened up yeah and i'm like i'm down you know what totally. i mean but it, like it'd win you over i guess it's I an know. interesting it's an interesting thing to like it, it is live through something like that and, and now i love it. everything like you love now i love all types of music before i was just in this little skate bar, skateboard punk rock world hip hop. Sure. but now it's like yeah i went saw metallica a couple weeks ago sick um that was incredible amazing my son took me to see slipknot at the stadium that was incredible um nothing like it yeah that, that was in, that was insane <laughs> Like just the different diverse music. I went and saw Travis Scott because of my son. So sick. People were like moshing and yeah, stage that's, diving. It's basically metal, right? I yeah, mean, it's, too, yeah. it's not. Obviously, it's fucking hip hop. But the way people treat it is like shit. some yeah. crazy ass shit. It's yeah. really wild to I, see. I love it. that all the, all the genres have kind of meshed together. And like people were fucking with all types of music and not being afraid to have a um what's it called guilty pleasure which is no yeah. longer it's not guilty no more it's like i fuck with this stuff right it's like this is cool i'm, yeah. I'm here i love for katie this. perry i love madonna i love mad ball fuck yeah Do you me know too I mean? me too and a lot of the young bands are even being like that the hardcore scene now they're having all kinds even like turnstile different influences they're showing and not being afraid to show big time i love that i do too I that's do how it's true and that's how you are as a person it's universal yeah music should be and is universal right yeah. it's the human heartbeat it's a bpm as mm -hmm. we all have it right totally. so like i don't know even you have a diverse palette i like to have a diverse palette yeah. i like it you know <laughs> tattoo free too tattoo free baby except for prince in the bathtub oh, oh my god oh let's go Dude, they have a purple bathtub Yo. um okay appreciate you thank you for being here good talk thanks we're gonna pal. fucking get sweaty now let's it's go seven o'clock is that all right holy shit is that okay we're doing great yep bye bye Yo, we're back on this podcast. Hi, Karina. Hi, Toby. Welcome back. Great to see you, man. Since I saw you, you played, uh, was it your first show in San Diego? First, yeah. How was it? It's ridiculous. I'm was like, it a good crowd? Like, for real, it was nice? Like, all bullshit aside, it was absolutely unprecedentedly lit. It was amazing. We played the Winston's, uh, yeah, it's called Winston's, you know? Awesome. And it's like right in OB, Ocean Beach, like crazy little enclave right there. People there, they never leave it, you know? <laughs> it's like they're like little surf town paradise, and they were, they came correct, like they did. dancing their asses off. Really amazing. Do people go off the hardest to joyride? No. I would say not. I think people go the hardest for city kids. Wow. Because that's like, that's like, it's not the streaming hit, you know what I mean? Okay. But it's kind of the live hit, you know, because it goes pretty ham, you okay. know, and people love it for, for the live kind of element. Joyride hits early in the set. Okay. Play Joyride like second. So it's, people are still kind of, and but you know, the, it's a slower BPM than you think. Okay. You know, so it's groovy for sure, but people are, you know, we, that's, they're just warming up at that point, you know? Did you do any vocal warm ups? I didn't. I'm so, what but is, I thought about it though. What I is like your, what's your ritual you did before the show? What did we do before the show? We went, we got Mexican food down the street. <laughs> so that went like, well. Like how, because I don't eat like an hour and a half before I play, man, because I'll fucking either shit myself, I'll have, a, uh, my stomach will be heavy. Right. So you eat right before you play? We ate like, I want to say we were sitting. You're young though, you're chilling. We were sitting to eat at dinner at like 8.15 and we hit it like 10.30. 
Oh, that's good. No, that's so good. that was pretty chill. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Because you want to be like light as possible. I mean, I definitely agree. But I don't know. Sometimes the shit's out of your control, man. Like I was just like, you know, you rush to the venue, you sound check, you set up all the, mer- you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. And then you're starving. Yeah. But no, it was good. We had like, you know, plenty of time to get that food. I, I like just now I was talking to you before you like, you have to be there by four. Is that your load in or your sound check? That's load in with sound check to follow. I like how you give a fuck about that because so many bands <laughs> don't. So many bands get there so late. Yeah. It's very unprofessional. We just started being, H2O means hard to organize, by the way. <laughs> we, we, you know, we just started trying to do sound checks because my son loves sound checks. We never like sound checks. Oh, really? It's so important. Oh, yeah. Uh, but getting there on time, just to be professional, when you're opening up for somebody, especially, is a show that you're actually a, a responsible band. Oh, definitely. Well, so you're anal about that shit? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like, I, like tomorrow in San Francisco, they called it for 3 p.m., but I was like, nah, I think we'll do four. You know what I mean? It's and a we long don't, drive. It's a long drive and we have to get up early and shit. Like I was like, you know, and we're pretty quick and all things considered, but we're bringing our own lighting package these days. So wow. like that takes fucking kind of a minute to set up. I set up all the merch and we have a fuck ton of stuff to I sell. I still do the merch too. I try to do the merch to my wife. It's like, leave me alone. Let me do my job. But <laughs> I'm so anal about it too. I want it to be perfect. Yeah. I want to get the right spot. That's so important Same. to merch spots. In a big way. In a big way. So like, I'm like, you know, it's the first day of tour. I'm opening up all the boxes, blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's a lot. You're counting things. Lot. You count. You- yeah doing it all you know so then and then you know i i had like a local merch seller do the merch that night and then like right after i play i like run right there and then so she's selling i'm signing all night talking all night but it sounds good though so far so good right one show sleep i got fine sleep in del mar i was kind of wired you know that's my problem that's and any coffee yesterday oh yeah Definitely. A couple yesterday? A couple, baby. Late, late afternoon ones? No, not so much. I, I guess just one slash one and a half in like the early afternoon. Okay. But I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm super stoked for Venice tonight. Yes. Let's go. Stella, come here. I'll fucking kill you. Sorry. <laughs> Don't call Peter on me. Um, We forgot the one thing on the uh, the first time we talked two yeah. days ago. <laughs> Seth Myers. Yes. Which you've been on the show a couple times. Yeah, like four five or six He fucking times. loves you. <laughs> like, how does he find out about you? Well, it wasn't him per se. It was the bass player in the band. Okay. Uh, uh, whose name is Sid Butler. You know, he was going to- Sid. Shout out Sid, my boy. Last year, he, uh, you know, he'd like never taken time off the show, which is crazy. And he, uh, his brother was getting married in Italy. Okay. And he reached out and was like, yo- would you be interested in subbing mm-hmm. for me? And that was like a very calculated, like this is going to be, you know, the the week after Labor Day of last okay. year, right? Blah, blah, blah. But then like, la- you know, the May before that, I go to the studio, I shadow him. He's teaching me everything. Like I went, you what know. What does that mean for the listeners, shadowing, just learning all the songs that they play? Well, they, the thing about it that's crazy is they write all the music on the show the morning of the show. Wow. And it's like crazy. Just so original have, songs? They just write jams or whatever? Literally, like it's like an A section and a B section for the commercial break music. Okay. And then just an A section for guest walk-ons. And Damn. literally, they're not precious about it. He was just like, yeah, like we're just coming up with this shit and then like we stick to it. And then they play you a little snippet of what you recorded that morning yeah. in your ears before you play it you know that's crazy which is insane so like to do a week of it which i've done several times now you have to like be on your shit and like and it always changes every day changes every single day you know but it's kind of sick man it's super sick and that's why it's like royalty free for you know what i mean Mm. like it's not like you're playing other people's music not 
you're quote unquote writing music every day, Smart. which is super chill. And the, the cool part about it is like, though, you know, you get registered as a songwriter for every single piece of music that you take part in on the show. Wow. So that means like all like my BMI shit is on crack with the Seth Meyers shit, which okay. is so interesting. Damn. And like a huge element of like, you know, like I get checks for so that. You get legit checks for that. Oh it, yeah, yeah, like for real, which wow. is and really And you get paid sick. to be on there too. So you, yes, so you get the the check for like actually like, you know, your your day rate or whatever, which is determined by them. It's not. You know what I mean? It's like one yeah. thing. And then you get like you get a, actually you get an email from like local 802 recording department and they say hello Karina we have checks for you and I'm like wow okay and then you call a number and I'm like hello <laughs> and they're like hello I'm like you have checks for me they're like oh cool yeah let me you know let me connect you with the checks department and then bada bang they're like okay Karina you and know? how many times is that like a couple is that like like after you do like a run of of like it's every month it's pretty often more than wow. more than that depend and i'm sure if you're one of those guys who does it week in and week out monday yeah. through thursday it's fucking constant that's amazing very man. sick like really they wrote through our music man that's crazy isn't that crazy and where do these guys come from in the band they've been in bands before or? yeah so the the guitar player and the bass player sid who i mentioned and this other guy seth uh seth jubor they're in a band called lasavi fav okay do you know those guys no it's sort of it's it's not punk like you but it's half punk you know what i mean okay. it's like kind of like you know was was pretty popping in like the early mid 2000s okay. and uh they have a crazy frontman who like is known for like his stage antics jumps all over the fucking shit okay. like you know hanging from the rafters doing crazy ass shit That's so awesome. those two dudes come from that and yeah. then the md who's the keyboard player the only other dude in the band is uh his name's eli and he was in, in a band called boys against girls i know that band yeah they were huge yeah right wow that's fucking sick i did not know that yeah uh, and what is seth myers what kind of music does he like it's a great question, man. He's been so nice every time. Now he like knows me, which is sick, you know, and he very much is just like, Karina, thank God you're here, you know, and like whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what he fucks with. I wonder how involved he is with the music. They just get to do what they want and just play. It's more, there's a guy named Eric Lederman who's a big supporter of like, he's like a huge metalhead. Okay. And he's the one who books all the drummers. So the thing about Seth Meyers in particular is that there's a, there's a guest drummer. Okay. On every week. And Maybe so we. that's been like literally everyone from like Danny Carey. Oh, Roy did it. My friend Roy did it from yeah. Stone Sour and Nausea. 100%. I remember that. I remember wow. that. They've had crazy drummers, dude. Like it's been, they've had Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers okay. and fucking, you know, Danny Carey and Dave Lombardo's done it, I think. Jay like, Weinberg made it, did it too. I, I think definitely. I mean, they've had Dad's a crazy, a too, yeah. crazy all-star that's lineup cool. of, of drummers. You know? I wonder if he got, goes to live shows and stuff, Seth, and checks out bands. And I wonder if he does. He's like a good dude, you know what I mean? Like he's, you get, you know, he's a family man, okay. lives in New York City, he's got, you know, wife, couple kids, like, you know, dog. Yeah. He's a really nice dude, you know, and he's just, I feel like everybody who works for him really admires him. At least I was stoked when he got that gig because Jimmy Fallon got the first time and then like, I don't know, I always liked him on the show. He's a good man. He's a good so man. So now he knows you by name. and For sure. And like asks me, he's just like, wow, it's like, you know, or like he hears through the grapevine. He's like, thank God you weren't on tour when we cool. called you to do this. So like the first time I did it, like I said, the dude like was going... Uh, to his brother's wedding in Italy. Yeah. That shit was premeditated. But then they found out I play guitar as well. Damn. So then they were like, oh shit. And basically, you know, in the last year, quite literally, it's been like five or six times that they've called me on both instruments, bass, bass and guitar. You're the one to, it's nice you're the one to call. They know. Which it's is nice. so sweet. You, you know? have your own room with your name on the door? 
there are two rooms and it's like you know when i play guitar you're in one room and when i play bass you're in another which is really fucking funny so like the when i play bass i'm with the md who plays keyboards right and when i play guitar i'm with the guest drummer and that's the whole band but you you get nervous playing on tv fuck yeah it's so, so nerve-wracking yeah. it's crazy it really and the first few times i was a, i was a wreck and how many takes one that's it one that's why you yeah, gotta be on fuck up you fuck up dude and and it like right, live when you that. watch the shit happening and like it's like all right places three two one lights happening audience applause fucking cameras rolling around everywhere lights camera like shit is crazy wow. dude and you just gotta be like that's the other thing. You don't have to be a gifted guitar. I'm not a gifted guitar player. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, you know, but like, <laughs> I know how to like look good, not look, you know what I mean? Like people yeah, can, yeah, man. and just like kind of make it happen, you know, and just Damn. be like two, three, two, one, and you're on, you know? So cool. Crazy shit. It's, it's a great you're doing live TV and you're doing your own stuff and it's like, then once you finally do live TV with your band, your group, yeah. you'll be ready for it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's, it's, so a, cool. it's good practice for just being like, you know, it's fucking show business. Yeah. You know, and like once you commit to like, and it's like kind of the most show businessy thing. How many hours are you there before you actually, like how long you have to go, like get there early? And You pull like, up at like 11.30 a.m. and then you're wrapped, wrapped, wrapped at five. Okay. It's it's chill. And you like, yeah. you'll rehearse from like 11.30 to 12.30 or something like that. That's it. Then you'll go get lunch. You're released for a little bit. Then you come back and do like on-set rehearsal at like two and then you get hair and makeup done. You get like Damn. the full glam squad. It's and everybody clothes so nice. for you wear too and everything. Well, it's interesting. You pull up with like they tell you to come with like a bunch of wardrobe options, okay. and then there's the wardrobe department who looks at what you've brought, and okay. they're like, okay, this is good. Definitely not this. This can be for tomorrow. Like they kind of do it up and they steam your shit. And like delint it. It's really fun. Let's go back to your house. It's so crazy. It's dude. so fun. It's like yeah. right in town. Exactly. And it's like 30 Rockefeller Center. It's fucking classic. That's a dream. That's really cool, man. It's super fun. And then it's on the eighth floor, which is, and then if you do it from Monday to Thursday, right, you see SNL because it's on the same floor. You see the cast so and stuff? So you see shit getting more and more escalated as the week progresses. Wow. Which is really interesting. Are you running into people in the hallway? Or yeah. Are, you see them all. Yeah. You see wow. him like and you're just like oh damn like this is so ill and it's so cool to grow up there and like be doing stuff there it's, it's so cool so man neat. it's so neat yeah what a crazy life you have haha <laughs> it's been good so far and so you don't know when you're gonna be on there next it just no no and that's the thing like you get, i like, did a text it or something we need you i literally did it like two weeks ago i was seeing you know this guy amigo the devil he's yes. kind of killing it you know name, i was yeah. in an amigo the devil show hanging out my buddy's opening his whole tour his name's nate bergman i'm like hanging out with all these guys all chilling it's like 10 30 p.m yeah and the bass player texts me being like yo what are you doing tomorrow and the next day and i'm like i'm around yeah. you know and he's like i just tested positive Fuck. you know what i mean yeah. so it's one of those things where you're just like oh my like and that was miraculous that i was around but uh it's perfect yeah man. it's crazy dude it's fucking crazy and uh and then they had me on hold for the next week blah 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 it's like a whole you know, I think I'm the person they call when either fucking guy goes down, which is it's, crazy. It's awesome, man. It's a good gig too, man. Super sick, dude. Especially when you're home. It's like, I'm going to be on TV tonight. I'm I off, know. I'm off tour. Like It's like you get to like go to work. And it, all, it all helps everything you're doing. It's a lovely thing. It's Damn. a lovely thing. I'm very, very stoked it fell into my lap like that. Well, when you were the other day, it was really too late. We did a really quick cold plunge. It was fucking cold out. Now your whole band is here. So hype. The sauna is warming up. We're going to do a real fucking little session Let's before you go. get the sound check by four o'clock on the dot. For your show. What time do you play tonight? I play at nine. Okay. 
I play at nine. Opener at eight. It's actually it's an earlier one tonight because okay. uh, they got you know it's one of those stupid fucking things where they have to clear the room. Last and night then, too. Last night too, man. Same shit, right? So they have a whole other show coming in. Doors for that are at eleven, so it's like earlier. I feel like that's happening more since the pandemic. Maybe it's always been happening, but I feel like that everything's so overbooked. Yeah, it's like get them and really rush them out the next group. I don't know, man. Clubs are like trying to make a dollar. They really even. are. They really are. It's one of those things. And I get it because shit was dead for a long time, but yeah. I know. It's annoying for everybody, but also I understand the need to make a dime. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, girl. Cool, dude. Let's well, thanks fucking for being plunge. Back. Thanks for we're, having we're me. We're going to probably hop back on after. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of something else to ask me, let's fucking yeah. go. We let's covered go. a lot, though. I covered, think so, we covered right? your life. Yeah, man. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me, Toby. Thank you. You're you're such like a uh, array of positive energy. Somebody said that about you today. I was talking about you today. I forgot what I was talking to you about. Talking about how... You're always like such a bright sunshine. You're like always happy and always fucking positive. You have great energy. Thanks, pal. Who you fucking told me that on the phone today? I was talking about you. You come back on. I fucking love her. Anyway, you're loved. Oh you my know, god. You know you're loved. That's so sweet. Tell them whoever they are. Thank you. Okay. I'm about to see you. I see you freeze right now. Let's go. Bye. Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use tobyh 20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.